Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail bam. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I'm MKT. It is a day after yesterday and a day before tomorrow, which is basically every day of your life. That's exactly what's happening every day. Yesterday was yesterday and tomorrow's tomorrow. And Algeria are the worst team possibly in the history of Northern Africa. They are so out of AFCON. It's incredible. It is incredible. Uh, here to perhaps comment on that or other stuff because as much as uh, football, cricket, rugby is my life, these two human beings might have a life beyond that. I don't know that. I don't know that for a fact. I don't go to Ryan's house and say, Ryan, what are you doing at quarter to three on a Sunday afternoon? You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Ryan James Tinline, otherwise known as a tall baby looking for a date, oh. otherwise known as Hawksley on Twitter. Right, That's it. How can you beat an intro like that? You know what I mean? Everyone needs a hype man, bro. Yeah. I would do anything for... Like, if I got really, really rich, I'd walk around with a hype man. But I mean, like, musk rich. I remember when I watched Mac Miller live and he came out and DJ Clark was like the hype man. Oh, really? Yeah. Like full on. Full hey, on. The greatest Volta. Yo, get bouncing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I need. Like, when I get to Paul's, I, I need my guy introducing. I want Michael Buffer as my, you know? Sure. Like, on his way, mediocre <laughs> looking, tries really hard, the undisputed champion of slightly on the border of being a yellow bone coming out of Morningside South Africa the one the only and then he forgets my name or something like that and then it's funny you know what I mean MKT E E E but he must have a mic with effects oh there it is there it is the magic of audio you know so, what I mean yeah that's uh, that's real life <laughs> on the other side a man living La Vida Loca uh, a family man a father a husband you know what I mean uh, a Portuguese guy a person who's in industry. The one and only Paulo Diaz. Paulo, what's happening? You should get the... Remember the guy from Police Academy that made the noises? Oh, that you could beatbox. Yeah, remember him? What What was his name in Police ah. Academy? I should know this. But he was... Uh, I met him, actually. Get out of town. I met him. I'm not here. I met him. So It's Michael Winslow. That's his real name. Who was he in Police Academy? But you know what I'm talking about. Guy, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at, at at Ryan, expecting him to know. No, man. This guy hasn't doesn't even know who Daniel Day-Lewis is. No. So, anyway, Michael Winslow is from Police Academy. He played... i got to find it. They call him the man of 10,000 sound effects. Lavelle, Officer Jones. That was his name. Lavelle Jones. That's who he played. But he could make all noises with his, with his mouth, right? So, I met him because he was here a few years ago. To, he did an ad for Lunch Bar. He oh, was wow. on a TV ad for Lunch Bar. How long ago was that? Oh, uh, man. I mean, I was still at working in, in the radio station. So we're talking about uh, could have been 2012, round about then. Wow. Around about then. 
Uh, and yeah, so he was an ad for Lunch Bar and I met him and we were friends. I felt that we, we got each other. But anyway, that guy should be your hype man because he can just do all the sound effects for you. Because you want a softer sound, perhaps, if you go mm. to a restaurant, like a nice restaurant. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm like in a, in a cool part of town, you're right. I, I want a bit of range. He can like beatbox around you. He can like do horse cloppity hooves. And people think, is this guy a horse as well? Like Monty Python. Yeah, he could. Yeah. But now it's, While you're where walking. Did, where did you it's get those just, coconuts? It's just with his mouth, right? He's not, <laughs> he's not just like a foley. Like person no Axel, no that was no, Eddie that's, Murphy that's, that's Mick Foley you that's thinking? Eddie Murphy actually Axel Foley so yeah. it's also a cop but I'm talking about Police Academy yeah. you're thinking of Beverly Hills Cop yeah no, or, no, no, no. WWE. I'm, I'm saying like like movie Foley, like sound no, for, for movies like we we get it. We're just oh, making bad yeah. 80s jokes. Yeah. yeah, no, he does it with his mouth. Okay, man, that's, yeah. that's insane. You got to Mark Winslow. I can't believe a sound guy like you doesn't know the the human, the man oh, of no, ten thousand no, 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 sounds. Ryan didn't know who at all. So I don't mean like he's never seen a movie. He didn't know who Daniel Day-Lewis is. <laughs> you, you cannot expect him to know that. You know Jeez, I'm, now you're pulling my left foot. I'm assuming that's a reference. I can't believe this. Come on, dog. Now that's a reference I heard from yesterday. Yeah. Because there's a movie called Left and Foot. And I'm right? angry. There will be blood. But I, I can't ever. <laughs> no, no, no. But Paolo, what you've just done, you see what I mean. I'll call in my gangs of New York. Was he in Gangs of New York? But of course he's Ever, he's, everyone was in Gangs of New York. Yeah, but he's, he's, Laval Jones. Laval Jones. Okay. It's unreal. It's unreal. But, but his name's Michael Winslow. Laval Jones was his Police Academy character. And you see what I'm saying? Because he said Foley, which is Axel Foley, which yes. is Eddie Murphy's character in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, okay. yeah. He doesn't know. That's, Did you know Eddie Murphy's? You've got to know Eddie Murphy. Come on. You don't know Andre Agassi. Yeah. And you're on a sports show. And so, Daniel Day-Lewis. A sports entertainment show. So you definitely should know he was the king of... Of sports entertainment. Yeah. So are we just discrediting my name here? Yes. <laughs> well, we're just saying stuff. You, you know what? What the information leads to is not really in our hands. The, the aim is to report the news, not be the news. You know what I'm See. saying, Ryan? So speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm streaking to the gymnasium. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Paolo, um, it's obviously we're getting into the year now and you work in industry. How's that whole thing going? Is Has the industry worldwide woken up? Because we work in digital. It's not like you're confined to you work, you live in South Africa, so you need to wait for South Africa. Is the whole world still kind of getting going, still in third gear? or You know, the world doesn't stop. South Africa stops. You basically got to write off in South Africa December and January. Like nothing happens. It's actually outrageous, right? But anyway, um, it's happening. It's moving, grooving. People are excited. Mm. I, think, I think we're starting to see the green shoots of recovery. That's fantastic. Uh, people are feeling positive again. Uh, we do a riot, something. Something's going to blow all that positivity out the water. Do we have any malls left to burn down is the big question as South Africans because we know what happened last year. Mm. A lot of malls were burnt down. You know what I'm mm. saying, right? Yes. Were you, any malls get lost in the West Rand? Um, they didn't. They, no. didn't, they stayed away from West Rand. too they, dangerous. They knew. They yeah. were close. I heard that they started on Key West. Oh, but then they're like, oh, but then, then they, they realize, oh, this is Key West. It's <laughs> nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, no, the looters have already been here. <laughs> We're too late. <laughs> no, it's just Kruger's door. <laughs> and I say this, I am, um, I have Kruger's Dorp heritage. Yes. So I'm allowed saying things like that. No, sure. It's I nice. go to Kruger's Dorp. This week I went to Kruger's Dorp three times. Pr- Why? I went on Saturday. I went on Monday, 
I went on Tuesday. Cruise open is Saturdays a mess. For work or family. My whole family's out there, man. My whole family's is out there. Is that where those businesses are? Yeah. The, Lots those, of porters out there. Like loads. Oh, so many. Oh, they, listen, they've all relocated to Eagle Canyon, but yeah, there's lots of them. Yeah, no, it makes sense. They are. Okay. There's, there's loads. My whole family's out there. My parents are there. Cousins, sisters. Well, they're honeydew. Yeah. Well, my, one, my one sister was Ramsach, which is, is pretty much borderline Krugersdorp. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, literally. An- another cousin. An aunt and uncle, two aunts, it's all my aunts and uncles, my whole family's in Gruzo. So, but have the Boras decided that we, we're not going to be in the northern suburbs, we're just going to be in the south and, and the east and the west? Because there isn't a, like a strong Portuguese community in the northern suburbs. It's, it's the one place you're not, but now that you're saying Westrand, I no, thought all lots. Portuguese in South Africa, uh, Portuguese people in South Africa lived, or, or in Johannesburg, were in the south, but I'm wrong. So they're in the west Loads. and the east. I know the oaks are in the west. Yeah, and the east. Loads. So, but it's business, but, man. Where's the business? I hear you. Where's the, where's more industrial. the business? You can actually get to work because mm. northern suburbs no space to build a. Um, no, well, I also think in in the early days when all the Portuguese came, I think uh, uh, the Jewish community was all in the northern suburbs. Yeah, Indian. So, so there was nowhere to to go in. This is what I assume. I haven't done the research. No, I'm just making wild of, statements. There's also a lot of Catholic churches in the in Krugersdorp. So. But what came first, as the age old question? The Portuguese or the Catholic oh, Church? Oh my God! I was telling. So listen, anybody who <laughs> is maybe new to the podcast, we found out. Now I'm Catholic, so maybe I take these things for granted. But I mean, I've watched films. <laughs> so Ryan tells the story about how he went into a Catholic church, and the little font that has the holy water to bless yourself when you go in. So it's a tradition. I'm not going to assume. Let me not assume. I'm, listen, I met my first person of another religion. I met my first Jewish person at 19, my first Muslim person at 20, right? So I went to a Catholic school, grew up with Portuguese. I didn't know people weren't Catholic, right? Gotcha. I, I just didn't have this, right? Yeah. So um, I knew there were Christians that weren't Catholic, but I didn't know beyond that, right? Yeah, yeah. So let me not be presumptuous. But anyway... When you walk into a Catholic church, there's a little font with holy water, and you must dip your finger and make the sign of the cross to bless yourself before you go into church. Sure. Ryan tells us, he goes... (laughs) (laughs) me every time. (laughs) He thought it was sanitizer, so he stuck his whole hand in and he wiped his hands with it. (laughs) So, Ryan, I told this story to Catholic people. Yeah. You're a joke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what was the response? Like, what do they think? There was a lot of one fainted, one person fainted. <laughs> Somebody went on their knees and cried to the heaven. Oh, my dear! And they probably had that. And they probably had that bar for their knees that I didn't know was for the knees. You know what I mean? Oh, did you tell them that part? I, I couldn't quite remember the story. I got confused because there was an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry goes into the confession booth. And there's the little, um, there's a little, uh, thing to kneel on and he sits down on it. <laughs> but I couldn't remember if there was a Seinfeld episode or if that's what Ryan did. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't know. I thought maybe it is to lock the Catholic people in when they're doing praise and worship. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. What you stick your feet under them, then it sort of locks you into position. What are you talking about? Who, what, what? Why on earth would they put a bar there? It's just in the way. No. Okay. Fair enough. Just talk me it, through it, your thing. It, it is co- inconvenience. I've got to be honest. The little kneeling thing is, it's so awkward because then do you straddle it so put a foot on either side and walk across? Yeah. Or do you put your feet on one side and shuffle through? Yeah. So it, it's, it wasn't well thought out, but quite rightly is that it was designed for a time when you were at church on time and you didn't leave church until we told you and you didn't get up 
And so we told you. So That's true. it's a, it's a byproduct of it. Yeah. It's in the genetic makeup. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I couldn't remember that one, but I definitely remembered Ryan using the holy water as sanitizer. Yes, see, that's got to be so electric for a whole bunch of Catholic people to hear that, especially like a, a community where, like you said, it's Catholicism is at the center of the you, community. You don't so think it's presumed. It. Yeah. yeah. It's part of the fabric of the society. Ryan says, well, it's a pandemic. I mean, geez, he's actually ahead of the game. Yes, they got, they got a little bowl here. Yeah. This thing looks old. It's decorative. <laughs> so blue. Oh, jeez. They move kinda, quick. I kind of thought for sanitizer, it's a bit unhygienic. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, have you never watched a movie? No. No, like clearly not. Like Boondock Saints. No, you know, no. Just Boondock Saints. You never watched Boondock Saints? I... I like Catholicism's everywhere all the time. I'm so stunned. Like, how much of a tunnel have you been in? And you're 26 that you've never seen that practiced, whether it be on movies or documentaries or well, or anything. I kind of like that. And didn't you go to a Catholic school? I did. Go, well, that's what I was going to say. I did go to a Catholic school, but it was only for like half. Is either a term or half a year? I can't that's remember. Three months at but, the very least. But the thing is, you, did you never go into the chapel once at the school? No, we did when it was, I think it was like end of term and we had to do like some, there was some event coming and we had to practice going. Probably Easter, yeah. Uh, oh, I think it was. <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> something to do with that. I don't know. Can, can, okay, did you go to a Catholic school in the West Rand? Yes. I went to. Um, if you don't want to say it, I can guess where it is, but if you want to say it. No, it's LaSalle College there on Undergoes. Right. So I figured that I went to De La Salle, the sister school of La Salle. Got you. Did you not go to school once a, I mean, church in La Salle and De La Salle, I know this, once a month, the first Friday of every month, it's a school mass. And there's a church on the property. No, there's a church on the property, but I, I don't go to church. Well, I love how you... But you're not Catholic, right? No. So, Actually, yeah, because... Because have... I know Catholic, non, they were non-Catholic kids. They're given the choice not to go. And you, I, well, you clearly took that off. Maybe I wasn't there long enough, but I just, I look, I'm not one to hang around school anyway, but I just remember like, I didn't like, um, the Catholics at the time because <laughs> they didn't, um, they didn't want to marry my parents. Like my all mom, the, my all, mom went to a Catholic church right. and they were like, get out of here. Yeah. I think cause my dad wasn't, I don't know if you have to be, my mom was confirmed, but I don't know yeah, if my dad oh, was a real thing. Yeah. We're like that. Huh? Yeah. So then my, my parents went to the Methodist church, but I just want, I love, your disconnection from something which has really been the center of society for about <laughs> 2000 years now is that you said that I think there was an event and it was Easter. I, I, I like no, it, it was some event. I, I love that. Some you, big event. No, it's, it is a pretty big event. It's called Easter. Yeah. And then it stops the whole world. But, actually. but we had to practice like going on stage, getting some, you have to shake this, but yeah, you know, so, but also every morning by, I think it was seven thirty, we had to be all stand the whole school. Had to be standing in front of like the barrier. There was like this, where all the lockers were. Then the principal would come out with like a quad. Two. Yeah, and it looked like the president of the United States because this principal comes out with her two companions, whatever the hell they do, the secretaries or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they'd do like a morning prayer with the whole school, and then that's when. And I don't know how people did it because there's also an order to do like this thing. I don't, I don't know. Do you start at the Topping which side do you go first? Yeah. Spectacles, test, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. That's how you do it. You ever heard that one, right? I haven't heard that one. So wow. we, had, we had to do that every morning. But I, I was also, I was either there extremely early because my dad had dropped me off as he would leave for work. So I was there at 6.30. Yeah. Or I was just late. 
and I just missed the whole thing. So. Because you know, it's people aren't afraid of the Catholics. They're not. Not so, anymore. No, I mean, like Catholics are always like made fun of or, or shown in TV and yeah. whatever. People aren't afraid of Catholics. Yeah. And showing Catholics, they've lost the their thing. They, yeah. they don't have the fear. Yeah, there used to be a time. Yeah, where, kind of threw a whole war about. Yeah, like, people like Ryan. It's I called mean, the Crusades. You know what I mean? That I feel, was just one of them. I feel we've lost since the Crusades. I feel we've we've lost our. Catholicism has <laughs> lost its. It, it, think of them as the Manchester United of, Jeez, of that whole it? realm. Like, oh. still, still the biggest brand, still doing it, rocking as the biggest brand, but on the ground you're losing the battle. You know what I mean? Like, in reality, Man City's in the hizzle now. It's all sorts of oaks. Who's Scientology? PSG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of celebrities. <laughs> tough one. Or, or Newcastle. Yeah. Like it's on the it's on the cusp because yeah. you, you're getting good traction. But you still don't have everyone on board. You know, you've got a couple of... We can say stuff about Scientology, right? Why not? Ooh, ooh. I don't know. Do people get offended? I don't know. Scientologists might. I mean, have you seen Don't Clear? But oh. everyone, everyone kind of knows Scientology's like... I think... I think not, they is it, don't. Is it a religion? It's not because it's... I don't know what isn't a religion. I don't, I don't know like, it, I, yeah. it, it must be because there's a church. Do you but, identify yourself as something? Uh, what do you mean? Are you asking me or are you saying no, Scientologists? I'm, I'm asking anyone who's listening. Uh, oh, what, do, you, do you say I identify as a Scientologist or something? Well, people can say I, I identify as a Catholic, as a yeah, Protestant. As a, yeah, it's sort of, so yeah. do you just say I identify myself as a Scientologist? There, there's some really famous people in there. You've got to be, what, Will Smith, hey? No, but don't you have to go to a school to get verified or something? No, no, no. no. They, they once tried to rope you, me in when I was in you, America. You're ordained, aren't you? Because they, they measure something in you. You stand... Well, first, They've got a machine. Yeah, first measurement thing. You're holding. Think of it like, I don't know. It's like an arcade. I, I, I can't. I can only think it's like an arcade. You put your feet up, and then they're trying to measure. I forget what they're called, but they're trying to measure kind of your. I think it was mm. my soul. And it's there's a meter. Thetans. That's it. There's something like that. No, right? I got recruited. That ha- no. that's happened to me a couple of times in uh, in the states. So that was pretty fun that's to it. to kind of muck about there, because. I gotta be honest. I, I, my mother's very religious and I'm taking the Mickey the whole time. I'm, I'm the Antichrist. So it's an, it's a, it's an interesting time to be alive. Do you do, know what I mean? Do you know how they make holy water? <laughs> um, I'm guessing you think that you've got to touch it 16 times in the thing that you thought was sanitizer or how do they make holy water? Do you know how they make, how they make holy water? What do you mean make holy water though? They boil the hell out of it. <laughs> Okay, we are a sports show, and um, we're going to get straight into things. I mean, no that, one's af- no one's afraid of it's Catholics. unreal. Yeah, you lost. The- no one's afraid of it's Catholics. It's because, like United, once Fergie left, you know. Do they, do they sell this water, by the way? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. They sell other stuff, though. They call it tithe, but you you sort of. Bra- it's just about branding, you know. If someone's so, always selling isn't you stuff. Tithe when you have to donate something. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. again, branding, and yeah. as Paula said, the fear's gone, and. Part of the, part of the victory was kind of exactly what Fergie was for Man United. You've got to be puritanical, and there was a time Catholicism was known for that. Lost the brand, being very nice now. I mean, the one, the Pope's on Twitter, isn't he? Mm. Like, what are we doing? His people are there. No, there we go. So, and that time, um, the Pope did like a, an Instagram model's photo. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So hilarious. that's where we're going, and we can't have that. So, shout out to that. All right, let's get to a sports show. Incredible. Incredible where that took us. Just incredible. Um, Friday 5 today, I will let you guys know what I think is the five greatest 
um, w- the worst defenses um, of all time in terms of titles. Um, as the Proteas drop a catch here, by the way, 148 for two, second ODI um, against India. Another catch dropped by Aidan Markram, and he doesn't care. They're in the Paul Winelands and um, Petluguayo, who's uh, packing all of the weight into his tummy. Uh, another overweight guy, along with Tabrez Shamsi. But shout out to the Proteas, who are 1-0 up. And Quinton de Kock, who weirdly quit Test cricket, but he's playing one-day cricket because his family doesn't mind if he's gone for one day and not five. But the worst defenses of a title in football history, I'll tell you a little bit about that. And you know what? One thing I do like to do, because I know a lot of people say, I'm not, ju- I'm not judging. I always like to let people know that I am judging at all times. I, I, I don't know how I get that out more. Because I want to live in a world where people just presume if they're around me, I'm judging them and aggressively as well. So I am judging. And on that note, I want to give a report card for the big six so far. Uh, we'll call it the halfway mark of the Premier League because we're at the turn and now we're on we're on our way home. And and I think it's only fair that I judge that. You know what I'm saying? And then Arsenal lost last night to Liverpool. Um, we'll talk a little bit about something called a reality check. I think Arsenal fans were getting slightly excited this year. And um, sometimes you just need to hear the truth. All right, Ryan, give me some of that music. Let me give you the Friday Five. The five worst defenses of a title in football, in modern football as well. I know someone's going to come up with like the Uruguayan League in 1903. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about modern modern day football that we'd all know about. At number five, there were 5,000 to one champs, right? I mean, 87 points. It's the stuff of miracles. Shout out Eden Hazard for making sure that Tottenham can't do anything that season. Uh, from 87 points to 44 points, and they finished 12th the season after they won an impossible league title, 5,000 to 1. But Leicester, you got to say it, Leicester in 2017 were awful. That was awful as a defense. Obviously, Champions League squad not quite there. And uh, listen, it, it is what it is. At number five, it's Leicester's EPL defense. In 2017. At number four, this one's quite simple. Fergie left, Moyes came in, they were champions, then they were seventh, and it's never been the same again. Manchester United in 2013 14 are the fourth worst defenders of a title I have ever seen. Now, people say that's a hometown call. What about yourself? Well, the worst I've ever seen in the Premier League, Jose Mourinho, second time round. Jose Mourinho, second time round being fired from champions to 10th. It was, it was precipitous to say the least. Chelsea Football Club in 2015, 16 is the worst Premier League title defense ever. And it's not close. It wasn't a quality problem. They just fell off a cliff after Mourinho got fired. Listen, it's going to happen. Jose, Jose Mourinho giveth and he taketh away. That is the way it is. Now the top two are international teams. And it's it's weird for me because usually international teams operate in cycles. But maybe not because this team here, right, were champions in 98. And I just want to read some of the names which were not at the end of their, uh, of their powers, by the way. They weren't done. These guys were still doing it and continue to do it for a few more years. Listen to these names before I give you the stats. Turam, Vieira, Petit, Lizarazu, Trezeguet, Desai, Henri. And it's important to note Zidane was injured, but he was there. He was there. Zizou, 
Willie Sanyol, the great Willie Sanyol, and Claude Makelele. Goals for zero. Goals against three points one. Here is their group. Denmark, Senegal, Uruguay. That's crazy. You heard the names I just read. France's defense of their 1998 World Cup uh, title is was revolting. They might as well have not pitched up. It was hilarious. One of the most hilarious things I have ever seen. But ladies and gentlemen, last night I witnessed a team that is in the middle of its pomp. Three or four players that are star players in the Premier League for their teams. Across Europe for their teams. Champions in 2019. They finished with one goal for, four goals against, 1.0 wins in a group with Sierra Leone and Equatorial Guinea. I'm sorry, there's no excusing scoring one goal, and it's a penalty, which was nonsense, by the way. South African ref, shout out to Victor Gomes or Gomez. Tough to know whether it's Gomez or Gomes. Gomes. <laughs> he should be gone. He should be gone from the friggin' tournament. He's awful. I understand why he's bold though. Yeah. And see the veins in his head. I don't know if you saw the game. I saw the highlights. Are we talking like this? Very, we are. very aggressive. Oh, it's more radio. Very, mm. very aggressive. What's the American um, station where they all talk like this the whole time? The, the massive one that does all the big podcasts. Yeah, like what? It's wondering. They all talk free in the mic. Yeah, but but what's the big one? There's a big one. They do all the podcasts, man. The, the proper series. No, I don't know. I know what. You mean. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, this is what they talk like. Algeria are a joke. The worst title defense oh. you've ever seen is the Algerian I actually wish, national team. I wish you tuned in last night. It was actually pathetic. It was embarrassing. Riyad Mahrez is. I hope they bench him at City because that was what a terrible performance. You, you know what's weird. Is that I don't mind that you... Okay, let's say Sierra Leone and Equatorial Guinea shocked you. For you to pitch up in a must-win game against Cote d'Ivoire, right? And and drop that. So it's not even the quality of performance. Maybe there's a maybe there's, there's internal problems. I'm sorry. For, for a team like that, with players at their extreme peak. Ben Rama, Mares, Suleimani. Or... I'm sorry, last night is unacceptable. Because where's the effort? Guys, I'm not asking you for quality. I'm asking, I'm asking for Cote d'Ivoire who are basically through not to outtry you. And you're the champions. And you have to win last night. You win, you're in. You go to four points, you're in, uh, worst, um, or best, uh, third team, right? Just incredible. So at number five, Leicester. At number four, Manchester United. At number three, Chelsea. At number two, France's 2002 World Cup defense. And the worst, Defense of a title in modern day football was maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I was embarrassed for Algeria. And Paolo, I suggested yesterday on the TikTok watch along, which you, you can obviously catch on um, the MKT show's TikTok page. I said they should force the Algeria players to walk home. It's about 2,700 kilometers <laughs> from Cameroon. That's what I do. If I was a taxpayer, I'm like, there is no way. There is no way I paid for that, Oaks. No way. Dreadful. Just dreadful. I'm embarrassing. No, I mean, right? No, I'm with you. Did you yeah, we were there. You, we were watching it. Yeah, no. I Look, I had strong hopes for... Um, I was backing Ivory Coast the whole time. But then they just... 
And they were being fouled against the whole time, by the way. That that ref didn't see off the stuff. The, the Algerian dudes are just falling. It was actually pathetic. Belali. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm glad they lost because Belali is the biggest fake in the world. He's the guy who got the penalty. Like, I, I, I wish Kese did actually elbow him once, but yeah, no one no, touched him. Like, properly, because he, he paid the price for it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? He got the yellow card. Maybe he should walk there alone. Were two yellow cards that were nonsense last night. And the problem is that ref... Even though he had already given it, I know he won't take it back, but he wasn't even reasonable to like hear the players out. He gave such a South African performance. Like, big stage. Oh, failed. Victor Gomsch. <laughs> I guess he must have been so shocked at seeing footballers. God, this is what soccer's like. out of my depth. Like, look how good these guys are. Oh, my God. They actually passed to each other. <laughs> um, you know, these teams, when they bomb out there... Title defense, I love it because I'll give Algeria a pass. I, 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 I'm, I've been giving a lot of the African teams a pass because they arrive at the tournament. They're all playing their way into the tournament because they're not spending any time together before. So that's why we had this like limp start, and Algeria just never got into it. I mean, they were just they just stank the place up. Were they arrogant? Were they complacent? Who knows? It tends to come with a bit of complacency, but also an element of figuring you out. You know, I think other teams just know because you're the focus. That France blow up, that was in 2002. That was phenomenal stuff. I loved seeing that, you know, just falling apart like that. And France have track track record in World Cups. There was another beautiful one that you didn't mention there that you probably would have forgotten. It was Leeds United won. I mean, that Chelsea one was borderline, but I think Chelsea finished 10th eventually that season, yeah. right? Leeds United had won the last first division, division, one. division yeah. one before the Premier League started. Yeah. Okay. They stank. They were pretty much relegation zone the whole season. And I think there were 24 teams then. Yeah. I think, or 22, they, they were narrowing down to the 20. Yeah. Because they were, they were, they, they changed the amount of teams getting relegated. Yeah. Uh, for, for a few seasons. And Leeds sat in the bottom for so long. If it was a 20 team relegation, they would have gone down. Yeah. Champions one season down the next. You're not going to see that level of falling apart, you know, too often. But, I mean, it's an element of complacency. And that's where Ferguson was so good. We just keep going back to him. It's that he always built from a position of strength. He'd take that team that dominated and break them up. Yeah. Get someone new in, replace someone, get rid of a big name. Because it makes everyone go, oh, my God, like this is now the challenge. Because when you roll over and take the same guys back in, I've won it. Like, I can never understand. How do you motivate yourself once you won a World Cup? Yeah. To do anything. Yeah. That's the pinnacle. 100%. I won a World Cup. Yeah. How do you defend it? How? How? How do you go, oh, I need to do this again? And I think that's where your elite sportsmen come in. To go, how do I go again? Yeah. I've reached the high. How do I stay here? Because everyone knows it's harder to get. It's easier to get to the top than stay there. 100%. So I'll, I'll have a blowout. It's good viewing. It's good viewing, and it's it's absolutely hilarious because Algeria are also probably the the best run federation in Africa. Mm. You know, um, I had a look at uh, sort of corruption reports of countries. Algeria, second least corrupt country in Africa, is run like mm. a Euro. I mean, North Africans we know consider themselves basically European, right? So they they are run, and in that part of the the world, um, my mother lived in Egypt for six years. Corruption is like a death sentence. If you're in with, if you're caught for that, right? When it's, and Algeria is run, they don't play that game. There's yeah. not South Africa where the rules are, okay, well, what's the context? No, none of that nonsense. 
for them to fall apart like this. Like you say, I, I'm just, I love it. And it was their unbeaten run, I mean, which ended in this tournament. Yeah, yeah that 35 in a row. I mean, uh, uh, they were on par with Italy. I think now Italy, or they were chasing Italy's unbeaten run. Mm. Um, so it's it's a big blowout, but you know I, I, do, I do feel for a lot of the teams. It's because of the timing of it, the scheduling it, when players go back. I mean, it's kind of criminal. Thomas Partey, I mean, gets knocked out with Ghana, and then the same day he's playing for Arsenal. That's got that, that's a trivia question. Name the player who got knocked out of two tournaments on different continents on the same day in twenty four hours. Wait, are we doing a trivia question? So, Thomas Thomas Party. No, that happened. He, he got knocked out of two tournaments on two different continents in 24 hours. Wow. That's yeah. got to be some sort of record. Because you know he flew I mean? out of Ghana, landed in London, played Carabao, Carabao Cup out. And sent off. Yeah. <laughs> and a red just for fun. Hey, you know you know what Arsenal need is both of their starting mids with red cards. That's well, what they need. Because Xhaka, by the way. No, that's, that's what I was about to say. Xhaka is, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but, they, that. but then they cry, oh, we can't play games. Because your players keep getting sent off. Oh, you, you're, you're a bunch of... Like, You're a bunch of rapscallions. Do me a favor. I haven't been on the show to talk about that, but good God, Arsenal. And, like I said, when those games get rescheduled, oh, well, how do we have to play three games in four days yeah. for us? Okay. Well. It's the same mentality that doesn't want them a trick results put in the newspaper. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about both of those things on the other side. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> So, while I'm recording the podcast, I'm watching the cricket as well. I don't really like one-day cricket, but there is a gentleman, Magala, who is going at 11 and over, for those of you who are watching the cricket. But he's also possibly in his third trimester. I mean, the man is... I hate to go on about it. The guy is huge. How, how do you... No, man. No, Oaks, no. No, no, no. There's a limit. Like, this guy's not a... He's not even an amateur sportsman. Yeah, but you you base body weight as strictly as Discovery, where everyone's obese. <laughs> no, I don't. Have a shape. Like, in the NFL, I know what a running back's going to look like. Maybe they should give him an Apple Watch. Maybe that is a cricket's... That is a cricket's shape. Guys, you're not seeing this you, Magala like you, that. You, you and Discovery see everyone as obese. Look at that! He's he's on his haunch. He's on his haunches. He's only four balls into the over. I was telling Paolo just before we started the podcast. You remind me of that guy from the internship. I don't know if you've ever watched the internship. I Prince have. Vaughan, I have. Yeah. On Wilson, uh, and it's that British dude who comes over and he looks at him and he's like, "So fat, <laughs> so fat." <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but that is funny. All right, approaches India are one seventy one for two. Uh, in the second ODI. Um, there's Mark Boucher. There's some stuff going on there. It's all going off. Can I tell you the sad thing? I haven't seen one advert for cricket. I don't even know what it was on. Like, at least put it on Twitter or something where I can see, oh, okay, there's cricket on today. You know, at a stage, it's kind of like, so someone sent me a DM saying, how come I don't talk about Paul Pogba anymore? But do you want to get going? I'll... <laughs> I'll take do you want me to, I'll take <laughs> well, 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 let's hold that one okay, well, okay. Well, uh, hold on okay hold, hold on, on. Cool. hold on <laughs> okay 
don't lose that enthusiasm. <laughs> Let's channel it though. Because <laughs> I'd hate to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, nobody baths anymore. It's 2020. It's a metaphor. Or it's 2022. Um, you bath babies. You don't shower baby. Well, I don't know that. Well, really? Do, do babies still like sit in a bath and you scrub yeah, them? You, you, you bath, scrub them like you a plate. You still bath the baby in bath water. Like a plate. Do you wash a baby like a plate? You can. Just be gentle. Yeah, you can't. Because babies are very sensitive, especially the head. Eh? Soft. Very soft. They are soft. Notoriously. You don't want to hit that reset button. Although I've told you with babies, I don't trust them. Because their eyes, they're the same size from birth until your, your eyes never uh, change size, right? So babies know what's going on. I've seen them. I, I, I know they're like doing the... And then... But they're lying. <laughs> what? That's what babies... You never see... It sounds like something in the wild. That, that's a baby. But actually, they know what's going on. They're plotting. And I, I've told you this. I don't trust babies. And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, why do I sound like Alex Jones in this case? Everyone that I tell this, because I, I try and spread that gospel. I don't trust babies. People are like, it's so ridiculous. Like, you're ridiculous. You just wait till, what's it? Is it Boss Baby that you guys were telling me about? I went and looked it up on the internet. Yeah, it's on Netflix. No, no, I haven't seen it. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Don't be ridiculous. I don't watch that kind of animation. But You don't watch Popeyes? No, no, because I watch Family Guy. I love Family Guy and American <laughs> Dad. And um, I did enjoy the Boondocks at a stage. Yeah, I think who season, didn't? Season one. Season one of the Boondocks. Sensational stuff. Absolutely sensational. So tell me something. Paula, you know if you come home, right? Mm -hmm. You know about that feeling? I'm familiar with it. But now... Your wife told you three weeks ago to get a doorstop or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? The stuff mm -hmm. goes, whatever, it happens. It breaks in the house. And you've forgotten it now for the eighth time. It's a bit of a situation, surely, when she goes, Ugh. I would imagine, and I'm not saying particularly your wife. I'm saying it happens in situations, moms, dads, you know what I mean? I wonder how the Algerians are going to feel when they land at home now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're going to walk in. Everyone knows you've mucked up. Like, everyone knows. Like, like, you know, they know. And people are watching both of you in a horrible situation. Because if you don't think Algeria fans are pitching up at the airport to let the guys know exactly what they think, you are very wrong. Well, the, well that, that, that's already the thing. So, I mean, I very much doubt any of those Algerian players actually go. They go straight from here back to their clubs. They never, they're not going via Algiers first. Is that yeah. the capital of Algiers still? Algiers. I think I'm right. I don't know my Algerian job. I mean, I'll know, I, I know that, that, that's the capital city. I don't know if it's, yeah, if they're going where they airport stuff. So, so you won't go there. So they're not going to get tomatoes thrown at them. You think so? You think they, I, I, I honestly don't feel anybody cares. I, I, I really don't. I mean, it's, it's, you say city should drop him. Like how city will drop him? Cause like, thank God he's back. He's back before we even missed him. Mm. You know, I bet nobody, I mean, people probably wouldn't have played him the way he plays, rotates Mares. So I think everyone's just happy to have their guys back, no injuries, back into 10 days. Oh, no, listen. So I don't think the clubs, I don't think the clubs care. I think Algeria's got a problem if they don't make the World Cup. Then I think um, mm. they've got something to answer for. But, you know, end of the day, it's a tournament. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's got a divine right to do anything. It doesn't matter who you are. So if you don't perform, you've got to go home. And it's just, you know, no one deserves to be anywhere totally for doing anything. Totally agree. Tell me this, though. I think you're looking at it from a South African point of view. Because I was reading some articles yesterday. 
Algeria don't have anything else. Handball, maybe, volleyball, they're terrific at, we know that. This is it. Like, we've got, I'm watching the Proteas now. They don't have the Proteas. Like, the full country's outlet, in well, my opinion. We don't have the Proteas. Yeah, well, I mean, you know we've I mean? we got lots of Proteas who are considerable <laughs> figures. Um, But we've got the Springboks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As I think for us in South Africa, we're also, you know, by finding out what they are. I just wonder whether sometimes we go, no one cares because there's a lot going on. But people are invested in their sports teams in other countries, especially football, like nothing else. But maybe you're right. Maybe maybe people are pandemic distracted. Like we're just happy to have have them back. And also maybe some people are grown-ups like you and going, what's the perspective? But I don't know. I don't, I'm yet to meet a, a reasonable football fan anyway. I suppose you've been waiting longer than normal for this tournament and you do come in the back as favorites and you're on this mm. long unbeaten run. So you did expect more and you're going home straight away. Especially, I wonder what the narrative of guys wanted to, you, you know, the, it's almost a distraction from Europe because mm-hmm. there's also that, there's always been that antagonistic relationship between Africa and Europe, right? Is that the, that extra waiting has allowed the narrative to grow of, ugh, they're leaving the clubs, you, you know? And now, like, in South Africa, maybe we don't feel it, but I know North Africa and West Africa, who are the power center of um, CAF, there is a bit of resentment to Europe, right? And now guys are going, maybe they don't want to be here. And I hope that, like, I hope that doesn't happen to, like, those powerful nations up north, but... Like the Ghanaians, I'm interested to see the blowout for Ghana as well. Like, you know, maybe Pate, maybe, you know, the IUs enjoy Europe more than us. Maybe it's true. But f- I've, I've made my feelings clear about like, I know CAF have got this stance that they won't move AFCON because they were there first and blah, blah, blah. And they tried to move it and it didn't quite work. And, 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 and. But there's no time to dwell on it. You just take that story, story of Thomas Party, right? He's moved on so quickly from elimination from AFCON to being sent off, right? So quickly. And that's just when you're in the middle of a European season, which, let's be honest, like it or not, Europe is the epicenter of world football. 100%. Okay, you don't have to like it, but you can't deny it. 100%. 100%. Okay? So when you're sitting with a tournament in the middle and the players just go straight back in, arrive in the morning and play a cup semifinal – Against Liverpool top four teams in the world. Yes. You just move on so quickly. Mares will probably play. When does City play? Maybe it's too soon. They play. Maybe it's too soon for him to play. But next reasonable game, the guy's back in the squad. He's scoring a goal or two. Yeah. Okay. It sucks, but there's no time to digest it. Where I think if the, the AFCON plays in an off season, where you do have time to actually go, okay, hold on a second. What happened? What went wrong? Because you know the excuses are going, why did you fail? Mm. Well, look at the timing of this thing, yeah. right? We didn't have time with the players. It just landed. Yeah. Okay, you get a pass. Well, I think you're going, okay, wait, but you had the time, you had this, you got the time to digest it. You should have done better. So like I say, I think all things considered, Algeria don't make the World Cup because the, the qualifiers for World Cup are still to be played, right? Yeah. For, for Africa. It's still in the process, yeah. They're still got to be played. Don't make the World Cup with this team? Yeah, then you've got a bit of a problem you've got something to answer to. I think arriving at this tournament, which is, it, it's just, I mean, I really wish CAF would consider moving it for their own benefit. But you're making an interesting point. And now, if if that is the the line, FIFA have put themselves in a bind. Because now Africa go, 
okay, wait, because you, you know the narrative. Africa are going to say, wait, why are you willing to do it for Qatar, but not us? Why didn't you? Because nobody's heard from, the, like, up tops any complaint about Qatar. They're going to, now Africa goes and says, well, well, wait a minute. You've said nothing about Qatar. Why not? Because if you're, if you're serious about us moving it, how dare you put your biggest thing in the middle of the season and nobody said anything? What about that? What if FIFA say then? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm all for AFCON moving, by the way, to be very clear, is that I don't see the argument being it's in the middle of Europe. I don't, like, from an African perspective, I don't care about Europe. It never gets its shine. 100%. That's what I care about. It's move it for the product. Don't move it for Europe. Move it for yourself. If you want to cut Europe out, cut them out. It's, it's our thing, right? Like, whatever. Roll high. But now, like you're saying, Simon Moses, who has been ridiculous for those mm. who don't know for Nigeria, is kind of getting a little bit of shine because Liverpool are playing Arsenal in and around when he's rocking. Why do you like? I mean, you're in content, right, Paolo? You always want that market share. You know, mm. you want eyes are king. And that makes me mad. And I don't know, you know, Mutsepe ever the diplomat and Sadek Africans have a very different way of operating yeah. um, than West Africans. Let's see if he takes that diplomatic route. And tries to find a way in order to ameliorate some of the tension. Because there is massive tension, we know, between the West of Africa and UEFA. It, it's just, they will, they refuse to talk. And it's sad. It's sad because ultimately, again, who's the victims? The players. Yeah. In all of this. And ultimately, if the players are the uh, victims, the fans are the victims. Yeah, because we suffer from poor football. You know what I mean? And, and maybe I think you've made a great point about, look how quickly Partey moved on. And now as a fan, I, feel, I do feel a bit cheated as well. It's like... Maybe his mind was only half here, and he it, was he was just fulfilling. It probably was. You know what I mean? You, you know, you know. T- take this example. Yesterday, I was watching when I was watching Liverpool and, and Arsenal, and I was going, "I bet you Mane and Salah are watching this game, right? And wanting Liverpool to do well, and half going, oh, if I get back, we get back to a final. This is going to be cool. We're going to have something.' Your mind's not on it. Mm. Your mind's not on it. Mm. You know, you're thinking of something else, and it, it's. Your mind should be focused on your on your club, and it's just human. It's just human to go. Mm, what's happening? Oh, that one's playing well. Maybe I lose my place. Yeah. You know, we're in an off season when that's not happening. You don't have that threat where you're now looking. Go, oh God, this guy's really having a good game in my absence. Mm. Oh, this is going to be hard for me, especially you know? for Mares. Yeah, well, it's a good point. That's Morris. a great especially point. For <laughs> He's watching Jack Grealish at a hundred million pounds. Maybe you watch Jack Grealish is kind of clicking while I'm not there. Oh boy. You know, you know, so I, I don't think Mar is to such an extent. I think, you know, those guys are, are insulated. But I think you got a little bit further down the chain is guys going, Oh God, I, I finally got my place in the team. I'm taken away. This guy's doing well. I'm having a bit of a stinker here. I'm going to get back, probably going to get COVID somewhere on the route. Mm. God, this is a nightmare for me. It's human. It's natural. It is human. It is natural. It's awesome. Football's the greatest TV show in the world. Roll on. I love it. I love it. Do you think like the Algerian players are saying to Marius, listen, if Pep's looking for someone, here's my agent's number. No, they're probably saying, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, is probably saying, guys, obviously I've got to get back. But yeah. if you guys thought that ref was strict for a bald guy, sure, you haven't seen anything with Pep. He, that guy's crazy. That's probably what he's saying. <laughs> like, Oaks, he sent the private jet already. It's already wait. I got a WhatsApp. I got to go. Take it easy. Assalamu alaikum and all that. Cheers. I, f- I feel like I feel like they're on iMessage. You reckon? I don't, I don't 
they're chilling on WhatsApp. No, no, WhatsApp big in England, not so big in America. No, but I think I, I think they. What it's you Man City. They all have iPhones. Come on, you reckon? They're not playing around here. <laughs> what? No, there must be. Is there no? Is there no um, like uh, Emirati product? I'm pretty sure he forces them to use that. You know what I mean? Hey, live your product, live the brand. <laughs> Shake Mansour will tell you guys, live the brand. As soon as is there, there must be an Etihad cell phone. I'm I'm sure as soon as Man City win, they'll get gifted a Tesla phone. I'm pretty sure they win often. He's they probably uh, is there a Tesla phone? He's busy with one, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's busy with yeah. one. It's gonna change the game. You didn't know this? No, didn't I send you the videos? I told James about it last week. No, 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 no. So what is Elon Musk releasing a phone? Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna be next level. It's probably not gonna come out in South Africa. He's probably like, oh, I hate that place. I used to get bullied. Plus, my dad is now in a relationship Are you kidding with me? my with my former adopted sister. No ways. Yeah, real thing. No, 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 I know that. But I'm saying like, he will drop it, yeah? I mean, why? Why, why not make some money out of the country no, 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 that no, 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 bullied you? No, Ryan, no, no, no. Ryan, Ryan, his company is worth more than South Africa's GDP. Yeah. He, we're not a real place. We are monopoly money to them. He's got, you know, he's releasing it. China, America, see ya. The rest of you, if you can get it online, good luck. He, they say the battery in that thing, obviously from the te- Tesla oh, yeah? batteries. What if it's a transformer? What if, yeah, what gonna, if his phone, oh my God, imagine his phone is the first transformer and he's, he's trying to get into our lives. Like Siri, he's like, those guys are mucking about. I'm going to start stealing stuff from people's houses with, with their phones. Like imagine your phone's crawling around. You wake up and Musk is controlling it. It's definitely going to happen. This this phone, they say that this battery is going to last for seven days, full usage. What do you think it's going to do? I'm telling you, it's going to no, creep around. He's. They're yeah. saying so. It's it's into your brain. It's going to have a. It's also going to have solar charging. So whenever there's going to be sun, it's going to absorb the energy to charge the phone. That would be solar, yeah. And it on top of that, he wants it to mine Bitcoin. Like that's how powerful he wants this phone. What to if be. your brain's the Bitcoin? You see, Ryan, you're not thinking about this, are you? but you're a big tech fan. I, I do love tech. Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only phone I'd switch to. Otherwise, I'm sticking to Apple. But like, if Tesla dropped a phone, ah, really? Oh yeah. What phone do you have? Twelve Pro? I have, uh, no, no, I just have the the the, the normal twelve. The normal twelve. Normal 12. So thirteen's the one that um our colleague Simpiwe has, eh? Yeah, she has the thirteen pro. Thirteen pro that's so is, that, one. is that the one last level you can get off cell phones? Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like the big boy. Do, do you know what's interesting, Paolo, having starting uh sort of eighteen months ago with the younger people and the young generation and and you a bit, is that I've never you know, I've never had a nice cell phone in my whole life. Right. No, I've literally the nicest cell phone I've ever had was the iPhone five, which was my mom's for like six years. And don't undercredit that phone. That phone's great when it came out. Oh yeah, I mean that's the nicest cell phone I've ever had. So I can't undercredit it. In fact, in fact, that's that's the best I've ever known. I've never had a nicer cell phone than an iPhone five. Um, it is interesting the different approach to tech now. It's like in Ryan and Simpiwe and um, uh, James Ilsley's mind. I mean, now James Ilsley's not a great reference. He will say anything. That guy. He will pivot to his own position at any moment. I converted him. But James will pivot. Listen, you think you've converted him. James will pivot if someone cooler, right? He's probably like, oh, Ryan's an awesome guy. Let me try and hang out with Ryan. James will pivot immediately. There's been lots of stuff where I've seen James <laughs> pivot very quickly and you think he's on your side. He will pivot. And I've always said to James, excellent, because be loyal to yourself. Screw loyalty to anyone else. So James has an iPhone. iPhone 11. Uh, he converted because I said to him, what are you doing? You have a MacBook Pro yeah. and you have a Samsung. They don't. They don't talk. You need. You need things that talk. Like as you see me now, uh-huh. 
I've got my Mac, which yeah. is also uh, recording the show. Okay. And then I've got my iPad here, which is doing all my timing and my research. Yes. And I've got my phone yes. for notifications. I got you. Talks. They all talk. One thing. So it's a- James, I was like, James, you have a Samsung and you have an Apple. Yes. Like laptop. What what's, are you doing? What's going on? It's- and then he was like, uh, over December, he was like, you know what? I'm going to stop making my life difficult. Yeah. Contact my Apple guy. Got an Apple. And he got himself an Apple. Okay. So whereas for me, I just, I just think, can I say hello and can I get emails on my phone? I, I don't. That's ridiculous. But, but I don't see a use beyond that. But you guys are opening my eyes to almost, you, you guys are going, you want to be happy with your cell phone. It's almost like that much of a part of your life, you know? Well, I mean, it, it, well, which is not wrong, by the way. I'm, I'm just saying it, our perspectives are very, very different. It, it, it does cover every aspect of my life. It covers entertainment. It covers business. Because mm-hmm. that's the number one thing I tell people. Like, I don't. I say go get a nice phone because your phone is your business. Totally. It's your point of contact. As we know, Senzo didn't have a phone for six months. Try to get a hold of the guy. It's impossible. Yeah. Your phone is your center point of contact. You can run a full business just with your phone mm. it's got all the business aspects on it but it's also got my music on it it's also got when i want to take pictures or i want to see what other people are up to i can see that kind of stuff sure i can also you know manage my fpl team if i really if, if i feel like it yeah so paulo um i mean this is a good master class for people because you've seen the evolution of tech across the board you you worked at the one of the world's powerhouses i don't think um that they get the credit that they deserve, uh, and you know you may have ha- you may have some hangover from working there. Nobody um, wants to say their ex bosses were, were, were bosses, but l- listen, they were so innovative because the African market needed uh, what they were. Uh, the the previous company you worked at, all right, and you saw a change from that, not just on the radio front, the way that even radio is consumed today would be hilarious 15 years ago to even suggest, you, you know, and I don't know what their numbers are. Listen, I'm not on radio, but you've also watched tech come in as a player in so many parts of the industry you work in. So I don't know what your take on this whole thing. So it's a very interesting thing for me. Um, I'm just looking at the point where I can blame James for something. <laughs> I mean, I do understand where you're going with this. Um, and I, I appreciate Ryan's Ted talk on what cell phones are. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta suspect Ryan's in the pocket of big cell phone manufacturers. That, don't I, you don't you feel? I feel that someone's got into him and could it be Elon, could it be Tim Cook? That's Someone, it. Someone's got to him and I feel he's using your show and your platform to sell his product without paying for advertising space. And it's a hard punt as well. It's it's not mm. like a little bit like, well, there's a there's a guy in America who's a big tech no. giant who's selling us. No, 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 the Tesla phone. No, the Tesla phone with, with uh, Tesla um, possibility. I, I just think I just think it's it's actually nonsense because he's here and he's doing plugs for Tesla phones and plugs for iPhones. His iPhone guy, his Apple guy. Did you hear that? I hear that. Are oh, you my Apple guy? Oh, people in the comments, who's your Apple guy? Oh no, don't worry about it. There used to be a radio presenter. Speaking of that, if you listen to Gareth Cliff, Gareth Cliff's a huge fan of his. Gareth Cliff loves him. One of his mentors. I won't mention the name, mm-hmm. <laughs> but everyone knows the story. In the early days, he used to go on radio. He used to go, you know, I had such a problem with my gate motor yesterday. I just couldn't open it. Oh, this is so terrible. And finding a good gate motor guy in this town 
Where do you even start? You're joking. I'd love to know. And just drop it like that. Just yeah. part of the conversation. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Next day. I gotta tell you. Ryan from Ryan's Gate Motors. No, you're kidding. What a mensch. <laughs> he's like he's like Jack from he, Hamish and Andy. He showed up yesterday, fixed my gate motor, best deal in town. If you want him. I said, Ryan, what's your phone number in case I want to phone you again? <laughs> That's incredible. You do things like I'm going down to Cape Town this weekend, but good God, flights, so expensive. No way. And if you look at the price of accommodation, where do we even start? A couple of days later, oh, my friends at Sure Travel, what no great No ways. <laughs> and so what? Because he would have been so great is that everyone knew what he was doing and his... Hey, hey man, it's like invented. No one knew that's what radio advertised. No one knew that's what endorsements were. Back in the day, I got no one knew that oh. influences, right? He just goes, well, I've got this platform. What I'm doing is not illegal. People are listening to me. Yeah. I'll punch your business. Yeah. I get something for free. You get some business. Who loses? Yeah. And the radio station still has its advertisers. Hey. It's not like I'm, I'm stepping no. on your... However, we don't live in those days anymore. And I feel Ryan owes you a fee. Ryan, actually, I've spent... For his Apple guy. I've spent sort of seven years building this platform. Because yeah, I know you see it in this iteration. But, you know, I started seven years on my cell phone on Facebook uh, seven years ago doing a, sport, a sports show. So, Paula's got a bit of a point there. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, I haven't heard you punt anything that I do outside of this. You know what I mean? So, that's a good point by Paula. You've never told... I've punted everything you do. No, like what? You've never told Since people... Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm also a public speaker. I've never heard you punt that. Since I talk? Yeah. You've never punted that before. You've never punted the fact that I speak in the health and lifestyle space. If anybody needs... You know what I mean? There's his escort service that I feel is underappreciated. Where I'm actually the escort myself. So you haven't, you, haven't, you, you haven't thought... But you know that Elon Musk is releasing his cell phone well before he's releasing it. So, hey, pick a lane, Paul. You know what I'm saying? So, no, Paul, that's, you're right. Actually. There's certain things I can't, I can't disclose until, you know... We, what do you mean? Like we a, have it confirmed. Do you mean like the Tesla cell phone, which may or may not be coming out? No, it's definitely coming out. You don't know that, or unless you've got inside info and big tech got to you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean, so pilot. But again, the wisdom of of having worked in the game. All right. No. Well, good luck to all of you. I with see your... someone trying to get a freebie from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan. Uh, Jake Pilot's even looking it up. It's hey, a thing. I'm, I'm googling it. Listen, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. You know, you, you're using... I've always said, you know, I'm comfortable with what you're doing. What have I said to you? Everyone's selfish. I'm cool with that. Because mm. you know what? I want to manage my expectations. Like, I know your dreams are not to make my dreams come true. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm cool with it, right? Okay, you get your Tesla cell phone. Shout out to you, bro. Shout out to you. I mean, you know, also maybe punt my escort, escort service. You know what I mean? But, okay. Whatever. We all make decisions. Um, You know... Do you remember in school, Ryan? Because you used to love school, from what I, from what you're always saying, huh? Yeah, the same way the studio is warm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ryan Tinline had a contentious relationship with his uh, educators, to say the least. Um, but I do like a, a little mid-year report. You know what I mean? And I thought, let me do that for the so-called Premier League Big Six, because you know, at the beginning of every season, what do people do? Oh, we're going to win the league. We just need three signings. We just need, I promise you, we get three signings. We're on, we're on the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm quickly going to give you the teams and my report and, you know, we'll chat about it. It's called a talk show. It's what, it's what happens. You raise a topic, you create a talking point, and then you get some feedback from 
the other people that are on the show, which is you and Paolo. So um, this report is proudly brought to you by me, because it's my show, Ryan. Damn it. It's not, it's not a Tesla show. You know what's going to happen? When Ryan edits this, he's going <laughs> to... It's basically going to be... This report is brought to you, brought to you by Tesla phone. <laughs> he's going to cut your words to make it, I'm telling you. Insert name here. Ins- watch. He's going to cut your, previously we said Tesla phone, he's going to cut it in. I'm, I'm glad Big you tech. said it like that. You know what I mean? Note down the time. This is what Ryan's up to. Oh, incredible stuff. God damn it, Ryan. What a time to be alive. Huh? I should have been suspicious when I did see a, a Tesla in the parking lot. That's it. What today? Mm. You're joking. Sure. There is a Tesla in South Africa. Three, no, three million rand. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, there's w- one. Somebody, my, but my, who's got it? My favorite YouTuber endorses it. Rob Hershovitz must be. Uh, it's it's with a dealer. It's with a, one of those ex- exact or exclusive car dealers. Uh, okay, but I mean, it's not a three million rand. Look, it's base level Tesla, which I mean, still t- Tesla. But I mean, come on. Looks like a it's too many seats. Guys, I did a very African thing in in Sweden a couple of years ago. So, on <clears throat> to get to some of the the islands, right? Because like the super rich, like uh, Swedish people have summer homes mm. on these islands. Uh, this this particular place, I then I came to find out because um, we we were doing a documentary for a, a football team there, a young a youth team, and Röre is the name of the place, R O R O, but it's got Dieltjekens, which Ryan doesn't. He doesn't. He thought. He thought deer meant uh, many deer or animals. What did you think it was? No, well, he said deer. And in the trap of fun for world, one deer is an animal. Deer is animals. Okay, so I said... I, I feel, you know, the representation here of the West Rand. Mm. You got the best of the West and then you got the rest. I, but he didn't give you the context, sorry. Before you even go, you, you're headed in the right direction, but I just want to, I want to jet fuel. That's fine. Let's hear about your islands. No, Swedish I want to yeah. jet fuel what you're saying. No, no, I'm happy to go with the flow. I said, deer koop is good koop. So there was some right. context for me saying deer, right? Uh, of, I'm saying it within probably the most famous Afrikaans saying I know. No, but I just forgot that deer also can mean expensive. He had no clue. It's all about spelling, but it sounds the same. That's the problem. So on paper, so, so, I would have picked it up. Speaking. We'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get used to it one day. <laughs> it'll take some time, but it'll catch on. Speaking has done well over the years. but still got some way to go. <laughs> Ryan, you're a phenomenal <laughs> member of the human species. It's a, it's a real treat. You, you know, when Ryan started here, folks, I, I used to wonder... Like, wow, him and James get on so well. Like, it's weird. That, that's weird. Like a big, big white guy energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's weird. Okay, it's like, okay, both from the West Rand. Okay, fine, whatever. That's a connection point. But the more I spend time with Ryan, I realize, fantastic guy. Well raised. Unbelievable. But then I go, oh, there's so much James in him. Where he will say the most ridiculous things that I just presume everyone knows or doesn't know, or that I'm just like, oh, I see why they are like, you know, Laurel and Hardy when they get together. That they just they love each other, these guys. And I go, oh, it makes sense now. I've heard the stuff he thinks, and I've heard James's stuff. When you guys come come together, it's like super saying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
and it's it's super western. I don't know if there's a super saying that makes sense in western. I don't know if you want to come to western next week when you go to Hooters. No chance for the wings. No chance. The fourteenth. I've told you, Gordon. I, I get anxious. Maybe Paolo will come. Oh, oh Paolo's always there. Oh, it's insane. But I'm not Paolo. Be close, Paolo. You, you would you go to Wings Wednesday with uh, the guys? Not Hooters though. Uh, I'm against the exploitation of young women. All right. On that note, low paying jobs. No, that's it. That's it. Uh, really, what Paul is saying is you perpetuating the patriarchy, Ryan. And I'm just going know. for the wings. You know why everyone <laughs> takes such offense to it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the MKT show. <laughs>
he's going to have to – it's also – it puts his legacy in a weird place mm. because everything he got accused – he's always – you know, the pep accusers will always say the money thing, right? And now he's got the final level of that. I think the best ownership group of all time in the history of football. Yeah. They, they give you no expense is spared. Plus, they do the best thing that a boss can do, in my opinion, in anything where – not only do we create the best environment for you to succeed with all the resources, we stay out of your way. You know, a, a lot of mm. a lot of Fergie's problems at the end was now the ownership started to get in the way of Fergie's way. It's called Everton's problems. Yeah, but but, but I'm even talking about successful people. Mm. You, you you know, you look at <laughs> <laughs> sorry Everton fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean I'm trying to mix it up there, but no, uh, MKT doesn't want to hear it. I don't do participation awards. You, you know, I, this isn't Montessori. You know what I'm saying? All right. I, I grade on I don't grade on a curve, as you heard. I'm only giving a city a B here. And people would say, yeah, but they're walking the league, the toughest league maybe in the history of mankind, maybe toughest and most compelling because of the resources. Are you, time. are you trying to compete with uh, our friend uh, Vic Gomez for the headmastering position? Listen, he has applied globally. The way he was talking to Serge Aurier, he nearly headbutted Serge Aurier yesterday. Don't know if anybody saw that. Go and check out the <laughs> highlights Ivory Coast against Algeria. Real thing. Remember when he was getting his face? And then he gave Aurier a yellow card <laughs> after he got in his face. Yeah. Very much, some would say, a Portuguese move. You know what I'm saying? Give a Portuguese guy a chance to Portuguese. Hey. And he'll give you a yellow card while trying to headbutt you. So... Real situation. And you grading Man City a B. A B. A B at best because, as Paolo says, it's about the season. I can't just say you're walking the league. I've seen people walk the league before. Alex Ferguson used to basically have the title wrapped up, what, January? Ladies? November? Yeah. By November, the title used to be over. There was a long stretch where by November, it's a procession from here. He's playing the youngsters. Let's bring in. I remember, who was McNair? Was it McNair playing those kids? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, there was a time when, oh, throw, played his son at a stage. Put his son in the man. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, this is no, I've, figured, I've clocked this year. I want to go play Bayern Munich. <laughs> See what those acts are about. I'm saving Canton off of that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I think a B at best. And it, it gets weird for, for Pep, as I was saying now. I just think if you can't do it w- with Man City now, it, it does become a problem because I understand that PSG and these guys are here, but you've got everything now. And if you can't do it, it's also been a while, right? Like Barcelona was the last time you won the Champions League. How long ago was that? Yeah, oh five. And that's where your legacy sits with. And and you've had it's not it's not that you've been like slumming it Bielsa style. Yeah, you kind of went to Bayern Munich and City after that, so you've had chance. That's how you get to remember. That's that's like I just used the Arsene Wenger analogy. Terrific. It's it's there wasn't a fall off like with Wenger because yeah. Pep's been smart enough to move on. But, um, I mean, what, what, Pep wouldn't be doing better with Barcelona now. No way. You wouldn't, because the same, you know, economic realities would have hit. There's only so much you can do. But it basically comes down to Champions League. You, you, where, where do we put Carlo Ancelotti in the grand scheme? Where do we put Zidane in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Where do we put him? Because yeah. he's got a couple of Champions League. Three in a row. You know? Zidane can do and say what he wants. Yeah. Is his legacy not better because he's got those Champions League? League titles for a team of resource, you got to have them. Easy. Yeah. You'll have them. Other people have them. Dominate the Champions League. That's what changes who you are and how you're remembered at a club. And, and, and Carlo, like you say, now Carlo's um, reputation is across Europe. You know what I mean? It's like when Pep was doing it, like you said, dominating Europe. We're in the mix now. Wow. Carlo Ancelotti, it's, that, it's weird how often you've beaten everybody from everywhere. So, man, 
uh, yeah, Man City, that's, you, you brought a whole new uh, pickle into the jar, Ryan, as the saying I just made up goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chelsea Football Club, an interesting one. Uh, top four is secured. I mean, I think there's three, there's three well-coached or elite-coached teams. And ultimately, I've always said, if the coaching's elite, you, you're going to separate yourself from other clubs. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, the coaching's elite. They, those three have separated themselves. And, and it's hilarious now because Man United are not suffering from a resource shortage. It's clear that you need, and I've always said winning needs an emperor. You've got to have Fergie, Pep. You've got to have a person that says, I don't care that you're Kevin De Bruyne. That's not interesting to me. Do you want to buy in? If not, Ferran Torres, enjoy Barcelona. Not we're negotiating with you like Man United are doing with their guys, right? So Thomas Tuchel, an elite coach. There, there's no doubt about that. Top four is secured. Interestingly, chemistry poor. I'll come back to that point. They've got Lille in the Champions League. So there's definitely a, a, a sort of quarterfinal in the mix for Chelsea. And I've got to say, it's a C-plus for Chelsea, right? Because he's doing a little more than was expected. I think got to a final in the League Cup. Um, and personally, for anybody who was realistic about Chelsea, he went on, he's a better coach than Dimatteo, but he went on a Dimatteo run. And I said, relax, because I looked at the average age of the squad and I said, that's not enough. Because I know, I know what young people are like in my life. They're inconsistent. They're inconsistent. This team's too young, right? And please don't take the anomaly of Fergie being the rule. That's not how young teams usually are. Is I said, this Chelsea team's nowhere near ready to win. What they did last year was the Dimiteo run. It happens, right? And I don't doubt that Tuchel is an elite coach, but a C-plus at best. It's what I expected, but I think Chelsea shouldn't panic. And also keep in mind, it's Thomas Tuchel's first proper season. With a, with a, lot of, with a bunch of guys, he didn't want. He, he, like, he, Pulisic wasn't his buys. Those are all Lampard, Ziyech, not his thing. So there's a different type of guy he'd want, and you can see Chelsea are caught on an island. Right, you saw against Man City, those who watched the game, Chelsea couldn't press. And you saw him standing up saying press. But it's because these guys are not press guys. Ziyech doesn't want to be pressing. He wants to get the ball at his feet and play. But this isn't his thing. Pulisic, I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm not sure. Even when he had Pulisic at, um, uh, for those who remember, at Dortmund, it was weird. There was a weird situation there. Forcing Pulisic out, by the way. People must not forget that. <laughs> like, and that was weird because it was in January as well. The way that happened, so uh, and Pulisic was supposed to be the the poster boy, you know. Mm. Everyone wants Pulisic because it unlocks America. Well said, <laughs> you know. So you get him in. Anyone's going to work with him. I think th- he found those guys, and you got to deal with the guys you found. But I think the biggest problem, and it just puts where Chelsea see uh, Tuchel, is that Lukaku's not a Tuchel player, hundred percent. But they got to get him. I said, well, you got to deal with him. So it just shows you got no say. You're gonna, we're gonna give you players. You got to work with those players. So what you're gonna get. Yeah, and that's the regard we hold you in. And Lukaku is not a. I don't know who Lukaku's a player for. I mean, I really don't. Lukaku's yeah. a player for himself. Yeah. Um, but that just shows you that goes. He has a player. You're going to work with him. We don't really care. Make it work. And and that's why I gave them a C plus because with the the collection of talent, people just easily jump to. Oh, why are you not winning titles? It's a disaster. But again, the thing with demanding people is that they need their own people. That, that's the thing about demanding people. That's why when you see a company, the CEO gets fired, what does he do? Right? CEO goes, the CFO goes. The new guy doesn't come in and say, all right, who's the chief marketing lady? Uh, Gladys, great to meet you. 
here's the plan for the next six months. He goes, what package do you want? We're going to offer you two packages. We'll let you decide. Go talk to, go talk to HR. Because he has to bring his own people who understand the same fundamentals. And I think Tuchel in his first season is seeing bloody hell. There is no environment, I believe, in world sport like Chelsea. Where again, Look at the success he had. You know, he does that almost anywhere else. He gets the pep treatment. What do you want? What does it look like? <laughs> Roman Abramovich says, oh, well, you did last season. Yeah, I did that with Di Matteo. Because Roman will tell you, I'm the guy here. You're lucky to be here, which is very, very rare in elite sport. Because when coaches win, they get the Fergie Wenger treatment. Chelsea is the only environment where Roman Abramovich is the be-all and end-all. And <laughs> I criticized um, people who get involved. But at least he's been like that since the beginning. You know, the, you can't flip-flop like Arsenal were doing where you kind of let people, you know, Unai Emre, you give him the first season by himself. Now you start getting involved. Now Josh is coming from America. That was weird at Arsenal. Roman says, I'm the guy. So a C-plus for Thomas Tuchel and the poor chemistry is to be expected, folks. Demanding people are not for everybody. And Chelsea bought a bunch of flair players. What we know about flair players is they don't like to be told what to do. And I want, I want to, I've been telling Chelsea fans this. Folks, maybe Tom, uh, uh, Pulisic isn't what was promised. The, the, the Captain America thing maybe was built up. We haven't seen enough. His development has been stunted by injuries, but it's been stunted because he's certainly not where uh, 72 million pounds suggests he should be. And it, it'll be tough for Tuchel, but it's a C plus, And he's, he's an elite coach. What he is is an organizer, and if you're organized with talent, uh, you can win a Champions League quite easily, I think. So, T-plus there. Liverpool. This will be an interesting one for me. The title's gone. Uh, the FA Cup um, and League Cup are certainly on, and he'll get the guys back from, um, well, two people who matter in world football right now, in Mane and Salah. They'll be back, and they can make a proper run. But the Champions League is precarious because Inter Milan are humming right now. <laughs> Inter Milan are Humming right now. It was Salzburg, but due to a technical error. <laughs> God, that feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> it was a technical error. It was a technical error. They got into Milan, right? It was Salzburg. It's Inter Milan now. But folks, I can't give Jurgen Klopp a break now because I know he's romanticized because he seems like an awesome guy to have a beer with, right? So everybody says, yeah, he's the vibe. He's the guy. It's one title in, and we're in year seven now. We're in year seven now. We can't still be at the title being lost in January. I'm sorry. I've got to give him a, a D plus because, Jürgen, you're in year seven. I can't be seeing this. And it's his team now. Like, he, he is lauding it. I don't want to hear he hasn't been backed. He chose to go and get Cater for 70 million. Sorry, that's on you. Oxlade Chamberlain, that's on you. Right? Because the one great thing about Liverpool's ownership, and, he, and he's famously known for this in Boston, here's the resources. See ya. The, the, the ownership at Liverpool is sensational. John W. Henry, great apology, by the way, for the Super League as well. First guy. You know, in the whole time, they've made two mistakes. I'll, I'll bundle them. Mm. Three mistakes. Andy Carroll, Stuart Downing, and Super League. Mm. But they sorted them out very quickly. They're, they're, they're a Teflon, Liverpool's ownership. Really are. <laughs> That's <laughs> stick. So, Jürgen, I've got to give you a D+. Plus. Not because I'm a hater, fam. It's it's year seven. Why is it not organized? It's the shambles that you're this far behind um, Man City. It's ridiculous. Your squad's fine, and you've chosen and molded it your way. So I can't say anything but a D plus. And he made massive signings at the back now. There's no excuses for when Virgil's out. Konate's in the mix now. So I don't want to hear there's a drop-off. 
That's not what I want to hear. D plus for Liverpool, year seven for Jurgen Klopp. This should be seen as a failure, by the way, because I'm not sure they're going to bring the business in the Champions League. Inter Milan, you don't want a piece of them right now. They wear snake skin as a, as a kit, so be careful. You know, snakes are dangerous. Um, Arsenal, you know what? Arsenal are not realistic. You know what? I'll save this because I want to talk about Arsenal to finish the show off. Um, let's go to Spurs. I think Spurs is, is an A+. Plus. And people will be confused by that, right? Is that they fifth, and it feels like a shambles. But if you actually settle down, they've got the most important things. They've got the Harry Kane um, issue under control. Now, the fact that he's not playing well is not has nothing to do with it. Because what they've done is brought in Conte, who actually makes Harry Kane irrelevant, right? Because he's very much a coach. Those Italian coaches do something brilliant. You saw it at uh, Euros really, really well. Nobody matters when you're well, when you're that well coached. When you are this well coached and intense and organized, the team comes to the top. You'll start to see, I, I believe Son Heung-min will be the player of the season for the rest of the season. Because we saw, was it two seasons ago, when they were organized? Son, without Kane, had the injury. Don't worry about it. I got this thing. And I think they're an ugly matchup now. That's what you want to be. If you're not playing well, you want to be an ugly matchup. And I think Conte is settled now, and he's kind of shown Tottenham what he wants to be. I give them an A+. Plus. I, I really, they're in fifth place. They, they, they poised with two games in hand. Uh, to snatch fourth place. And they're looking consistent. They're not looking good, but they're looking organized and consistent. So for me, I'll give Spurs an A+. Plus. Paolo, I don't know I don't know what people would expect after this ridiculous start to the season and Daniel Levy's madness of uh, sacking a coach in the middle of a, of a season that was already madness. It's Daniel Levy madness. Is um, We obviously, top three is done, right? So the race now, the story is the race four. Uh, fourth, right? And you, Arsenal, United, Tottenham are in that. You gotta worry about Tottenham because, I mean, we talk, we're doing this show like two days after this epic comeback, which just felt like it was the start of something. Yeah. You know, you sometimes just watch something that you're going like, this is it. This is the one. And the thing you always gotta know with Tottenham is Harry Kane will snap out of it. And he's gonna still get his 20, 30, 20 odd goals this season. And they're all going to come now when it really, really matters. Mm, mm. And I think that's why you got to look at Tottenham. Plus, they got games in hand. Now, I know people say, okay, I'd rather have the points than the games in hand. But Tottenham could do it. So the first thing Conte comes in, he gets them fitter, running, pressing. They went from bottom in fitness to top in fitness and, and, and distance covered, mm. right? And then there's Harry Kane. And I just keep going back about it. I know you said Son is the guy. Harry Kane will click. Yep. Harry Kane will score his goals. It is going to happen. Yeah. And it comes at the most crucial time. And like I say, that Leicester game, you just see a match and you're going, nah. the momentum's now with them. They're going to fly through, which makes the the sort of semi Carabao Cup semi-final finals with Chelsea so weird because they just were not in it whatsoever. Mm. But like I say, that turn, that last-minute win, that togetherness, everything just kind of happened, and that is going to, probably carry them they don't have any european distractions after getting yeah, knocked after out of pitching up what, yeah. I, whatever <laughs> i still the, it was the the biggest non-story of the season that they just oh well okay you can't make it you are so that's cool no one no one they don't have that distraction it's going to be watch out tottenham i think they're going to take that fourth i think they might make one or two cheeky signings in midfield as well i think he he's seen now that i can't do it with harry winks hey listen frank i'm just just saw yeah the latest transfer news is that they're going to be waiting for frank kessie the second ivory coast uh, out of the champions league because he's free yeah. out, of champ, out of afcon he's free in the summer they're going to put some money down and take him now yeah 20 mil that's the guy who turns us over you know and what if it happens 
don't know if you remember a couple of years ago where Tottenham were in a bit of a bad space and out of nowhere they brought in uh, Edgar Davids. Yeah. He just settled everything out and they just like cruised the rest of the season. Yeah. I think they were sitting relegation. Yeah. And they came fifth and in that awesome Kappa yeah. kit. And it was just Edgar Davids would just switched it. And I see Frank Kessier being the guy that could just come in. And like I say, Harry Kane is going to score goals. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to happen. He's going to get 15 goals before the end of the season. It's going to happen. You heard it here first. Yeah. The Spurs A plus is where they should be. And Conte's awesome. That guy, like for all of his madness and he's such a stereotypical Italian guy. Yeah, great hairpiece. I mean, just bulletproof hairpiece. But, but did you ever see that interview where he said, "Say what you like about me, but I'm a winner." <laughs> I yeah, say, I say, get him, Antonio. Get him. Listen, he's got them organised. They got talent, and they'll do fine. The, the interesting one here is Manchester United, right? And th- this is the one I wanted to say for last. Um, let me start by saying this: Manchester United's average position since Sir Alex Ferguson left in 2013 is fifth. And I know Man United fans never keep that context because they are becoming the modern-day Liverpool fans. Every conversation now is what about the history and we've got 20 titles. It's like, okay, <laughs> we're not talking about that, but okay. But which is true, by the way. So it's a great hammer. To, it's like Thor's hammer. It's a great thing to be able to call where only you can uh, uh, call it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's a little bit of uh, Marvel Universe reference there. I'm not sure you'd know because you haven't seen, um, uh, what's it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So you don't really have a good sort of overall picture of what's happening in the Marvel Universe. You know what I'm saying? You haven't seen the first three Spider-Man movies. I've seen, I've seen one of them. I mean... He's watching Duress. I didn't watch it. No. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Man United is... That's what they are. You, you're a fifth place team and that's not me saying that. Again, go and take your league position since 2013. But I'll say this for Man United season, right? Oli's out. So, you got what you wanted. Ronaldo's in, which is excellent for everybody. As we can see, he raises standards. But the FA Cup's gone, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That whole Cristiano um, story is just crazy. We'll talk about his interview now, but I want to tell you what I give Man United. A C. A C. Because you are where, if you listen to the data, you should be. You're in the mix for fifth place. Fourth place. You'll You'll be in and around there like... The problem is that people see themselves always. We all romanticize ourselves. Is we always paint ourselves in the most romantic ideal rather than the idiosyncratic truth of what we are as an individual, Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Man United fans, it's called the reality check. It's a C. This is what we expected if you are watching. Have you been watching football since 2013? Man United are the fifth best team in England. There we go. That they where they should be. They could get they could get Leo Messi right now with Cristiano Ronaldo and Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back with Robertson at left back. They'd still be here. This is what you've been with over a billion pound of expenditure. Paolo's not even trying to, like, mute his headphones. He's, just, he knows, he's just taking that sitting down. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not. Paolo, I'd like it's a C. What, what else do people expect this season? Yeah. Um, we are thrown because United big win on the first day of the season, which I think was more to Leeds being, you know, Leeds have shown what they are, and I think they've, they've sort of like battled and, and sort of trying to figure them out themselves out this season. I think it was that big win was more to do with Leeds than anything from us. I do have this tiny little bit of sympathy for Solskjaer because I think he definitely had a plan mm-hmm. for how he wanted to play this season, and then he had Ronaldo thrown at him. And you don't say no to Ronaldo. And I think it just goes, okay, well, we've started the season. We were going to try to do this, 
and now I've got to fit this guy in, right? Okay, so I, did Solskjaer have a plan? I don't know. But he would have been preparing something without Ronaldo. Mm, mm. And then he comes in the last minute. That nonsense, right? Because we, United at Disneyland. Disney World are always <laughs> going to put Mickey Mouse front and center. You know what I mean? We're, we're, you know, uh, Looney Tunes always going to have Bugs Bunny. It's, it's just what you got to do. Ryan wouldn't know that, though. No. What? What do you mean? There's no Bugs Bunny. Well, you don't know Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, I don't know what you get. They were not, he would know Bugs Bunny if he doesn't know Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. So, he, the season had great expectations. Yeah. Ronaldo comes in, scores first games, great. And then, reality, we reverted to type and headed back to our fifth place. Um, it is where we are. Uh, we're reverting to type. I think any season that got rid of Solskjaer is successful because we're going nowhere with him. Yeah. So it's just round and round and round and round and round. I would rather head straight to the bottom <laughs> than be stuck in that terrible doom doom loop. Mm. You know, we've all watched these movies, these time loop movies, where people get stuck in the same day, like yes. Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, Groundhog like, day. Right? Ryan all, hasn't seen Groundhog they, they, Day. So, so uh, Bill Murray, you know Bill, Bill Murray? No way. No. no way. There's no way. I'm sure I recognize No, there's no I thought Bill Murray was like one of the guys of the this generation. I thought Daniel Day Lewis was. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So uh and that's what it was like being with Solskjaer. It was we were in a time loop. You woke up every day, you try to do everything every day to get out of it, mm. and tomorrow you wake up in exactly the same day. And that was what it was like with Solskjaer. So we had to move him on. Uh typical United, it's this weird interim thing. I I suspect Ragnick's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. To come and upset everybody. Sure. Because no one else is going to come in and take people on, right? Because, oh, I want the job. I want it long term. I'm a United legend. I can't say we're anything less than United are the best. Ragnick doesn't care, right? Yeah. He goes, I'm getting paid for this. I've got this two-year thing afterwards. If you don't give it to me, you've got to pay me something. So whatever way I do it, I'm going to tell you what I want. Yeah. He's Germany's forthright. He's going to come in. Yes. And I think it's very purposeful of the people he's gone after. First in the door. Hey, Pogba, players don't recover in Dubai. You recover, yeah. Yeah. By the way, you don't want to sign, you don't have to sign. Finished. Yeah. No pandering, no like a new signing, no. You don't want to sign, you don't sign. Done. Mm -hmm. Most expensive player signing, he's gone after, right? I'm not going to talk too much about all these dressing room leaks and whatever, because you don't know if they're true. Sure. Okay? If they're there, you don't know if they're true. You just talk about things. The proper report comes out that he's told the board, Harry Maguire, so he's gone after the captain, Luke Shaw, one of the longest-serving players in the new regime, mm-hmm. one Bissaka, another record signing, and then he goes after Anthony Martial. Whether he's telling the truth about Martial wanted to play or not doesn't matter. He's gone after him. Mm. Another player linked to this period of um, sh- shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what it and is. And you're being kind. Right? So he's purposefully gone after... Record signings, captains, he's gone after these people, right? Yeah. And I think for a reason. I hope for a reason. To go, right, let's turn the pressure up. Let's see who reacts. You know, I found Luke Shaw distasteful in, yes, he had the right thing to say, we're not pressing, we're not quick enough, we're not whatever. Okay, why are you waiting till the end of the game to tell the press that? Yeah. Surely, first five minutes in the game, you go to all your teammates. Yeah. Hey, guys, you're not doing this. He's not saying that for the benefit of Manchester United. He's saying for the benefit of Luke Shaw PT, PTY Limited. <laughs> sure. Right? 100%. You say, hey, I'm the guy. I'm fronting up. Yeah. They're not listening to me. Okay. This is a problem. So I think he's very purposely gone after people, Anthony Marshall, because he's identified. This is a rotten group. There's a group in here that's gotten rid of two managers now. 
I can't get rid of me. I'm going. Yeah. And I think he's done the very right thing. Ronaldo's comments about the youngsters, I, I sympathize. These youngsters, you can't tell them anything. You know, they don't want to No, no, they no. Don't, I mean, they don't want Some of them. I'm just seeing something out of an article from The Athletic, and The Athletic is not nonsense. They got sources. Ronaldo's words were noted and did not go down well with everyone. Yeah, good. Good. You know? They, they were noted by who? They were noted by, hold on. A legend of this club, one of the best players ever. You want to say ever? One let's of the go. greatest athletes of all time. Not not just footballers. Okay, maybe of the let's, okay. Let's not be hyperbolic. No, of the past fifteen years, I would say we. Can, this is not hyperbole. He's one of the greatest athletes. You look at his body of work to produce. No matter what sport you're mm. in, I'm, I'm including ice skaters. He's one of the greatest athletes if, of all time. If Ronaldo was a tennis player, it'd be top ten, right? He's Federer, at least. Oh, okay. Well, but no, but no, no. Ronaldo is. Let's be very clear. Like, I, I, I don't think it's hyperbole. They're, they're often we do say the goat thing mm. too often. Cristiano Ronaldo's body of work, fifteen years. In in what industry? Let's say Paolo, banking, whatever. What industry? Is somebody at the top for fifteen years? It doesn't happen. And Elon Musk has been hasn't been top for mm. fifteen years in any industry. He moved from PayPal. You know what I mean? Even Elon Musk hasn't been top. 15 years, the best in the world. You're talking about something you may never see. You may never see a human being. Michael Jordan gets all this credit. Michael Jordan had to take a break in the middle. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo, 15 years undefeated. Also, can I just say the most followed athletes in the entire world. But Ryan, you and always make this mistake of popular is the best. No, 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 no. But, okay. But you also need to take this into account. No, it's a big you. deal. Because American sports yeah. are on a pedestal. Yeah. Football, like... Football in America means nothing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got their own thing going. And Michael Jordan, you would think athletes of their caliber yeah. would be the highest followed because that's where, like, social media yeah. influencing is. Yeah. But no, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't have to do or say anything. His account just has, it just is the top account for an athlete in the world. And he doesn't even he doesn't even interact with fans. He's just on there, and he's the most followed. Person, or uh, sorry, most followed athlete yeah. in the world. Paolo, we have to be able to say this about Ronaldo. You, you know, when somebody likes like him talks. Sorry, I, I had to jump in there because I do think we have to apologize quite a lot. But we, we've we've never seen a Cristiano Ronaldo before. I'm sorry. So, so in this in my, context, in, yeah, I, I, exactly. I agree with you. I, I, I know what you're saying, right? In this context. When a guy of all of that, we can talk about how we can talk about that, right? Mm, it's mm. there. Okay. So the numbers of most followers, it's, it's there. When that guy comes in and says, this is the way we're going to do things. Oh, it's been noted. Oh, really? It's been noted. <laughs> you know, Ronaldo got pulled aside by Roy Keane, Giggs, Van Nistelrooy, Ferdinand. Do you think they noted? Do you think they worried about his concerns? No, you do this or you don't do that. Because if you don't do what we're saying, your life will be hell. Yeah. Okay, do what we're saying. You'll win everything. Mm. You'll take everything with you. You'll get your move to Real Madrid. But until that, you do what we do here. Yeah. Hey, guess what? He goes to Real Madrid, puts the same standards in place. What did Real Madrid do? Three in a row, mm. right? Five-time World Player of the Year because he took those standards and met other guys with those standards. Mm. Now he's coming back to this bunch of prima donnas and you're starting to identify who they are. Oh, they've noted what you're saying. Hold on a second. You don't note what I do. You do what I do. Mm. Right? Mm. Mm. You don't note what Ronaldo says. So, 
this is the problem that's there at this football club. But it starts, it looks like something's happening. 20 minutes against Villa, that was terrible how it ended, but there were 20 minutes against Villa, 20 minutes against Brentford. Why has it taken so long where Conte was kind of immediate? Yeah. Because you're dealing with these these guys. Yeah. There's, there is a pool of virus in Manchester United yeah. that got rid of Mourinho, that got rid of Solskjaer when it didn't suit them anymore. Because there had to be a point where Solskjaer goes, God, these guys aren't doing it for me and I'm covering for them. There had to be a point where Solskjaer 100%. was going, hey, I can't do this anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm telling you, that's why Martial got turned against. Yeah. That's why Shaw is being exposed. That's why Maguire is getting dropped. Because you're starting to identify who are these guys. Yeah. And they stink of failure. And you got to get rid of them. It stinks. Yeah. Your failure stinks. You've got the trauma. You've got the scars. And everyone else sees it. No one sees the scars. Get out of here. And we got to get rid of that stink. I actually um, had a statement, a follow-up after that. I, I prepared it for social media. Well, we'll get into some social media on the other side. That's that's big broadcasting for me, right? Luke big. Shaw stinks. The MKT show. <laughs> Gravy. Do weekends still mean the same thing in a pandemic? Because I've just been thinking, the way we've been living for two and a half years, for for you aliens listening in 4086, when you find this copy, obviously the internet will have been broken down and we would have had uh, what we call an extinction level event by then. But when you find this, obviously, is I'd like to know, do you still celebrate weekends in 4018? But also in 2022, we've got some big decisions to make. Do weekends still mean the same thing? Weekends are going to be different soon. I don't know what pandemic you're talking about because I'm looking at, there is no pandemic. Pandemic is gone. Oh, is yeah. it over? No, it, there is, it's just groove. There's no pandemic. Oaks are on, huh? No. Also, I, f- I fear I've, I've become old because. Uh, well, as opposed to when? Like yesterday or three years ago? No, well, I'm starting to just realize because. I don't like weekends. What do you mean? Because everybody's Cause, cause, around. Because you don't have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do this all day. Yeah, this, you are mucking about <laughs> with some mates all day. But uh, so, so, what are you saying? That your your family's around the house and stuff, or what? No, no, no. Look, my family's around the house all the time because of the pandemic and how things have shifted. But just like going to the shops on the weekend, you won't you won't find me there. Like everybody's. Now, you know, everybody's working in the week. Now shops are flooded and I don't do lines. Hmm. What a, what a weirdly specific thing to yourself in, a, in and amongst what I thought would be a slightly more wide ranging conversation. But sure, let's, let's go here, Ryan. So you're saying you, you think you're getting old because on the weekend people are at the shops. No, I, no, because I don't and, like the weekend. And you're grumpy about, so are you grumpy about the weekend or the fact that people are at the shops when you want to be at the shops? Because I'm not too clear. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to structure it properly. I just don't like the fact that everyone is off on a weekend and everything is full. And that's been happening everywhere. since the Industrial Revolution, no, right? Yeah, I know. But I used to look forward to weekends. Now I can't stand them. But 
people are always at the shops. And That's what so, I'm saying. People have always been at the shops and, on weekends. And not just now. I'm talking back in the industry. So we're talking no, when, um, when Stevenson invented the steam engine. We're talking 18th century. It's kind of in the name. Yeah. The weekends. Yeah. But that's but that's on, but now I don't like them. That's why I think maybe I've gotten old. Because now I'm like that guy. Oh, everyone's at the shop. I'll wait for you know a Tuesday afternoon or something. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because everything's full now. There's now there's younger people than me at movies and so filling you, up that kind of space. So actually, and, you're not even talking about the pandemic anymore. You're just talking about your life. No, no, in general. No, <laughs> pandemic's over. I like, so you're not, you weren't even listening to the fact that we were talking about the pandemic. You're just going, no, I want to tell you about my life as as I see it no, now, well, regardless whether it's now or pre-pandemic. You, you're going, if I was 26, four years ago, I would have hated the weekend. But also during the pandemic, it was nice. It was on the weekends. No one was around. Everyone stayed inside. and It was nice. Then I could go to the mall. Uh, so, you're hating, so you're saying I hate the fact that the world's actually emerging from the pandemic, it sounds like. You, you hate that. You hate that the vaccine yeah, and I, stuff means people can now just get back to normal life. No, I don't mind people getting back to normal life. I just prefer to it when It sounded like you I did, could. though. You, That's the impression I got. Yeah. No, it's, unless I misheard you saying you hate the fact that human beings are allowed freedom. Like, I mean, we've always had freedom of movement, but now are legally at shops. Thus, because it's legal, they're doing it en masse. That's kind of what you were saying. You're saying... No, well, you just... You're just complicating my words. I'm just saying I don't. I just don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't like busy places. You know, it's one thing when you're in a busy space because I'll tell you one thing: you won't find in a busy shop. You know, most seller we spoke about his boots, his custom boots. Yes, yes. Six thousand rand. Probably sold out already. No, you can buy it here on Adidas.co.za. Six thousand zars. Six thousand. Hey? You know, I bought my Neymar Johns for two k back in the day, which I should have actually worn today. I don't know why. No, indoor shoes. Yeah. Indoor football shoes. And I think I think those normal boots probably cost about three and a half, maybe four grand. So now you're saying they're six. Six thousand no, rand, but, but they're limited ridiculous. edition, huh? His, I don't know. This is the, the South African Adidas store. They're so, there. Not a size nine, not a ten. So most sell are predators. Uh, what is E-Rock? Their speed flow. Most sell are, huh? Mm-hmm. Custom six, boots. Six thousand. How much are mayonnaise boots? Six thousand rand. Yeah. Is that normal? Listen. Five, tri- five triple nine if you want to round it off. Hey, copper mundels were three and a half back in the day as well. And that was, I'm old. Must be nice. Yeah. And who's nice. playing football in the pandemic? You know what I mean? They are. This for soccer's going. What do you Club, mean? Like us? Clubs are going. Yeah. yeah club um, football. Oh, but Ryan, you I'm hate that. I'm trying to get my father's side going. Ryan, talk to me about, talk to me about a whole bunch of kids gathering at Randburg Football Club, you know, right now. You must hate that. The thought of it must make you sick. No, no, no. I, I do. Look, because there's lots of them. It's packed. What? At the football club. You hate that, don't you? Weekends, no. people gathering. How no, dare no. they? I, I like it when I don't have to wait in a line. If, as long as if I'm hanging around and I don't have to wait in a line or whatever, then it's fine. But I don't do lines. <laughs> oh, you're in a pickle. You, you, uh, how old are you now? 26. And that goes across the board, by the way. So you've got about 60 more years of. It's going to be uphill, but you know, thoughts and prayers there, Ryan. Um, I hope, I hope the world recovering from its uh, the first modern day pandemic doesn't inconvenience you too much. Um, shout out to Ryan James Tinline. All right, Arsenal and uh, Ryan James Tinline are about to have an, a reality check. So you, Ryan, here's the truth: for about 250 years, the weekend, because we work on a calendar that's based around industrialization, you can go and look that up at home. It's been going for about 250 years. I'm predicting 
another 250 years. So unless you figure out a way to be an android, which is my dream, by the way, right? I want my head on fluid, and I want to live until 6,008 years. I want to do it. You just want to see it all, huh? I want to do it all, see it all, baby. But uh, <laughs> probably not going to happen at, at best 280. Um, all right. Arsenal Football Club lost last night. And, um, you know, Thomas Pardew, double loser, as you said. No Thomas, no party. <laughs> We're doubting Thomas. You know what I'm saying, right? I had no doubt that he was going to do something stupid because oh, he looked like he had, he looked like he had jet lag in the legs. Uh, I thought you were going to say he looked like he had a party. Well, listen, you know, he, there's no way he's flying commercial back, right? No he way. obviously had a private jet, got mm-hmm. back very quickly, obviously yeah. had a private plane. And I imagine you can stretch out, get your toesies, get some blood through there. Yeah. But uh, you're still feeling it. Yeah. And he showed it yesterday. I'm not sure what you're going to talk about on Arsenal, but I find it the any sort of encouragement and enthusiasm I had for Arsenal because, hey, they're dynamic. They play nice football. There's a couple of interesting little players in there. I think Arteta has done the great thing with Aubameyang, how he's handled it and how he's elevated Lacazette and how he's using him as a weapon. Great goalkeeper. I think Ramsdale is England number one. Jordan Pickford, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, come on. <laughs> Pickford, yeah. do me a favor. Pickford's not England's keeper. England win the Euro. Let's put it that way, right? Even though they saved the penalty, stop. Yeah. Um, then Arsenal go do the most Arsenal snivelly little thing and ask for the day off <laughs> because the grandmother died. Yeah. You know? You can't have that. So cool. now I'm, anything that I felt for Arsenal going, hey, because the Premier League needs a good Arsenal. Needs a good Arsenal and needs a good United. 100%. I'm biased, but that's what you need. So I go, okay, well, if you can have one of them, that's not too bad. And then they did what they did. So lay into them, sir, please. That was a weak source. Arsenal will start off there. But here's Arsenal's reality after yesterday. Because I was reading some comments. I was having a look at what some people are saying. Arsenal fans. I see Arsenal fans heartbroken. And no, I don't mean AFTV. I'm talking about... You know, I was reading um, <laughs> rational people. Actual <laughs> people. See, I like I like AFTV, but I, also I, do. I didn't watch it. Um, I was reading articles uh, this morning about the football. You know, Athletic. By the way, I subscribe to the Athletic now. Yo, that's a big call. Yeah, that's one, a lot of money. One dollar. A whole dollar. Yeah, per year. Uh, and per, do you get? Yeah. Do you get access to everything, or just football, or just is that a dollar per sport? Isn't it? I only, I only really read about football on there. Because I've got the NFL app, so if I need NFL, okay. I go on there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I know there's a there's one subscription of it's a bit more than you get everything. No, but it was a promotion special. Yeah. It, it wasn't the normal deal. There's always a promotion special. Trust me. I'm done. Huh? It, it's kind of like when you go buy a cell phone, and then they go, oh, how much does that cover? Oh, you know, for no, it's normally 300 Rand, but for you, I'm doing 200. That's 100 Rand, I know. I got scammed. You got scammed. It's They tell you you're special, and it's only your price. It's not. That's been running since pandemic. It's like my Netflix subscription. I've still only watched one series on there. I mean, I watched the Spider-Man. Oh, no, I didn't. Because even though I did watch the, the Spider-Man films on there, I paid for them on Google Play. So actually, I still haven't watched them on there. Do you know what I mean, Ryan? I paid to watch them on Netflix, which I'm already paying for. But then did you watch them on Netflix or did you, did you watch those ones? That, no, that remember it expired. Don't you remember? Oh, you, oh, I, don't, I don't think you were so here. Essentially, no, I was here. What you essentially did was donate money to Google. So, so I've for paid fun. for those films, even though I watched them on Netflix. I still haven't watched anything but 
the king with it. Uh, shout out Ronnie Coleman. But here's um, my story with Arsenal. Um, you know, it's a little close to home for me because I made a lot of mistakes in my teens and 20s. And one thing that I know for sure is that the size of the mistakes you make, right, is what defines you. you everybody makes mistakes. Like I think when after the age of, what, 15, I think you, you realize this because most people now live on Instagram and they think life's perfect. But by about 15, a girl said no to you. Your mom has told you the financial reality after a divorce. Like stuff's happened to you at 15. You kind of start seeing, oh, bloody hell, not everything has a filter on it. But I'll tell you from my own life, the size of the mistakes you, you make will define you. Because ultimately your behavior becomes your character. And Warren Buffett has a great saying for this one. He says, you're allowed mistakes. You're allowed mistakes all the time. What you can't have is too many disasters. You can't have too many disasters. That'll, that'll cripple your company. And Arsenal Football Club, I'm afraid the Arsene Wenger thing was, it carried on too long. It carried on too long. Whether you agree with Wenger going or not is a different thing. But you actually ruined the football club to make a point with Wenger. Whatever the ownership was doing, it went on too long. It was toxic. But then you did something even more weird. It is so weird, the Granite Jacker situation, how that went. It was so weird. That was so strange. Forget Emre, forget all that stuff. The Granite Jacker situation let me know Arsenal were in trouble. After he reacted the way he did, you don't have to sell him. Listen, these are expensive assets. It's not FIFA. You don't just go and get rid of Granite Jacker. He has an asset value. Um, globally, right? He's the captain of Switzerland. There, there are financial reasons why they hung on to Jacket. It's not because they thought it was the best decision, because his performance has been mediocre. He's a terrific financial decision. He's the captain of Switzerland that comes with a gravitas across the board. So they made some decisions, and perhaps he's just a brilliant leader. That could be true as well. But folks, when you went from Jacket, that behavior, and then you, you kind of went back to him as captain, and then you went to Obama Yang as your captain. And then you went, not only did you make Obama Yang your captain, but simultaneously you paid him. It's now coming out. Pierre-Emerick Obama Yang has been late before. The discipline thing's not new. You paid him after he was late for a North London derby. That should have been red flags. And I told people this before. Obama Yang wasn't just late now. The discipline of now, it's just that his production has been off the charts. And I've told people this before. The world is production tolerant. It's that now his production over the last two years has dropped. It means we're having to tolerate more than he's producing, and now it becomes a problem. And that's an Arsenal issue because you should have stamped it out early. But when you paid him, what you said is all your behavior until now is justified. Let's give you the, the biggest contract Arsenal have ever had. So you've had two disasters in a row after the Arsene Wenger situation. But you've got an even bigger problem at Arsenal. Um, and the great Arsene Wenger, because he is great, he is great. Like, I know we only remember the end, but he is great. He, he was unbeaten. He changed the face of English football with his scientific approach to diet, etc., etc. He is, he's not just a Premier League legend. He's a sporting icon globally, and we must give him his dues. We don't just count the end. That's not how real life works. But the bigger problem it started the day he said top four, top four is a trophy. Because what happened then is that mediocrity became acceptable. And... Just go and look at every great person who you love. Steve Jobs, it ended up killing him, his search for greatness and perfection. We now know it, it ended up killing him. That's how you stay on top. The great Sir Alex Ferguson had a heart attack. 
He was in fine, fine shape. But we know what Fergie put into United. The reason United were United was that Fergie and, you know, the stories, are, the awesome stories starting to come out now. The stories of what Cathy's had to put up with, right, of him putting, bearing his soul for Man United. Man United doesn't happen just because a couple of smart people with lots of money wanted to happen. Otherwise, Chelsea would win all the time. PSG would win all the time. No, you need Fergie. He says, I'm not here to coach. I'm here to, I'm here to create a dynasty. And that needs all in. That needs Elon Musk. That needs Bezos. That needs my family doesn't matter. And now, if you, if you haven't seen the, the documentaries, turns out Fergie was basically living at, at Old Trafford, at Carrington. It turns out that's what it takes. But Arsenal became mediocre and became acceptable. And that was when things went wrong. 15 years, folks, it's been mediocre. Top four is not a trophy. The great Arsene Wenger, I understand he's a mathematician and economist. But top four is not a trophy. But that became acceptable at Arsenal and became your daily bread. Let me tell you this. Arteta cannot turn around 15 years of poor culture, horrendous culture, and compounding catastrophic errors in in two years. It's not going to happen. So last night was a reality check of where Arsenal are. And by the way, Liverpool didn't play that well. They've just got a brilliant young Portuguese guy who's, I think, about to take off. And if Liverpool aren't careful, Real Madrid are going to have to sort that situation out because Jota is now showing is he's for real, real, and he had a career-threatening injury and he's bounced back. Very few people bounce back from that ACL knee injury like he's done. He's been sensational now for three seasons because even at Wolves, even at Wolves, he was this, by the way. People mustn't say this started at Liverpool. Jota started this at Wolves where he was doing ridiculous things in a much, much worse team than he's in now. So, folks, I want to tell you something. Do not expect a man, Mikel Arteta, I know they love him. He's got the greatest hair in the world. But he's still learning. But he's having to do two things at the same time. Change a culture and learn at the same time. Folks, this doesn't happen. No CEO in the world gets asked to do what Mikel Arteta is being asked to do. And he's making... A fine fist of it. But what you have to do is realize Jurgen Klopp took five years. Paolo, I think a lot of people think Jurgen Klopp just stepped in and it was two seasons and he was Pep Guardiola. It took five years to win the title. He had an eighth in there at one stage. I think his first season he finished eighth. Yeah. Uh, so it, it does take time. You said something there that actually made me wonder. When Wenger said fourth place is a trophy... I don't think it just dropped the standards for Arsenal. I think it dropped the standards for everyone because that's become everyone's mantra. Mm. Fourth place is a trophy now. So I think he actually pulled down the <laughs> expectations across the league because now it goes, well, that's the minimum. And you get that, you're going to celebrate it. So he revolutionized in success and failure. Okay. Hey. Arsene Wenger He's all the way. He's going to do it. And Arsenal are going to take, I said last season they're going to take five years, but they did a reboot now. Because you've got to get rid of Aubameyang. A guy like that shakes up the whole thing. You're going to have to deal with a few of these these guys. And the new young guys, by the way. Pe- do people just think Bukayo Saka is going to come in and he's going to be okay with being the guy? That's a learning process. Like, he's going to take three or four years. Because now everybody loves him. But he realized what happens when you're the guy. Because Euros was a good highlights package of what Cristiano Ronaldo goes through every single day of his life. Mm. And... And look, and, and he didn't handle it. He no. Listen, look, no, I'm actually going to pull you up there. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo never had a handle that v- there was disgusting, vile, unacceptable criticism and just fucking straight up racism for 
Saka. So Ronaldo doesn't have to face that. And and Saka, the pressure, the football side of it, yeah. I agree. But the fallout was no, no one handles that. And and that's not going to stop. So so I, I totally agree with you. Ronaldo won't have to handle the racism. But just because people think this has been sorted, that's not going to stop. That is the rest of your career. Samuel Eto dealt with that his whole career. Yeah. Like, if you want to be the guy, it's a learning process. And I'm sorry, I want to say the world is going to hold hands and we're going to have brown babies everywhere. <laughs> but we're not. He's going to have to handle racism for the rest of his career. Like, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Yep. That isn't changing. And I'm not saying he won't because he's been nothing but terrific so far, that guy. And I'm not just saying it because I feel for him. I called Bukayo Saka two years ago. I said, who's this guy? If I'm an Arsenal fan, that's who I want as the face of my club. Right? Yeah. If somebody's going to step up and be the face of my club and the next guy who moves to City, I want it to be him. I couldn't agree he's, more. He's, he's everything you want a modern footballer to be. I'm glad you said that. What if you're his agent? But like, but let's mm. take away the romance because he's clearly the character's great. You don't hear, you know, you don't hear anything. Like you would have heard stuff by now if he, if he was weird because you're hearing about Obama Yang and Jack and all this stuff. So if there was something, he, he can't hide it. And he's one of the mandem, so it would come out really quickly because people want you to do well, not too well. Mm. And he's starting to become, what, what's he, the face of, is he with Puma now? Uh, and no, New Balance. New Balance. He's also one of, the, he's also got, remember, he did the launch with New Balance. Right. And his mate actually was the cameraman. So I said, shout out Bukayo. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> where Bukayo Saka got the New Balance campaign and he got his mate to be like the videographer and cam- camera guy. So oh, shout yeah. out. Keep me. Friends for mates. No, I love Jobs it. for mates. But so if you're his agent, be honest. Like, for me as his agent, I look around at Arsenal and I go, if he's 19, is this the best place for him to develop? And I I have to ask that because I love Mikel Arteta, but is he ready to develop this guy while he's handling Aubameyang and this and that? Is I need a Man City environment. Look at what it's done for Foden to be in that environment. But sometimes with a player, especially Saka, is the best development is to play all the time. I got you. And play in a high-pressure environment where you need to win. And if you don't win, it's not the end of the world, unless you're AFTV, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's in the grand scheme of things. Arsenal are where they are. And yes, the stadium will be a certain way, but it's like you can deal, you know, you, you, you internalize that. And as long as within the team, you go, okay, let's be realistic about it. So if I'm looking after soccer, I'm going, you know what? What you need right now is to play, mm. play every game, get who you are. Is it next level? I don't know because, but where do Arsenal go? You go, you're going to play for Arsenal every game. You're going to be a leader of this team, even at a young age, but you're playing every week. You're guaranteed to play, right? So that's going to be good for you. You are then going to, de- and he just looks like a guy who doesn't need the coach. He doesn't need it, that coach. He needs to play ball. Gotcha. So get him to that level. You can look at it and go, Arsenal won't be this forever. There will, their time will come back around. It's just cycles. It just ebbs and flows. Their time will come back. Is he the face of that, that next evolution, young manager? But also at the same time, you can commit to Arsenal for, for five years. You leave when you're 24 years old and then you get your big move to wherever where you will be developed and go to the next level. But I think for him to reach that first tier, Arsenal's perfect for him because he's going to play. Good stadium, nice pressure, good environment. You always have good players around you. Not the best, good players. Yeah. Then when you hit 24, 25, hey, guy, I still got my big move where I can now go up a level. Yeah. And the expectations are low. No offense to Arsenal fans. No, well, that, that, that's true. That's they are what where they Paolo are. was saying. Yeah. Yeah. They are where they are. Yeah. 
It becomes an interesting one. Listen, it's a whole new world because... So, so just, just on that, right? Yeah. When you talk about low, is that if you compare Saka and Rashford, or Saka and Greenwood, yeah. right? Is that the pressure on Rashford is immense. Yeah, it's huge. Is immense because he plays for Manchester United. Saka, and this is from the media. Yeah. The media no, like, oh, what is he doing? He's feeding the kids. What do you got to do? Yeah. Saka goes, and Rashford got the same abuse Saka got, right? Yeah. yeah. But Rashford gets nailed because he plays for Manchester United. Where Saka plays for Arsenal, so it's like, man, they're not there yet. We don't expect that of them yet. And you, I, I think it's a great thing. He's in a cocoon. You, you can almost develop um, in, in, the, in the shadows, which is, it is helpful for young people. I just wonder if you're Bukayo Saka and... Again, we, we just presume because he's got like a, a sweet haircut and he looks like he's 12, that he's a, he's, he's a good guy. But listen, to get to that level, you've got to be ruthless, right, across the board. Yeah. I just wonder if in this time, we don't know what's happening with footballers. If that Newcastle offer comes, I don't know if it's any worse going there or being at Arsenal. And I mean, we're talking about a footballing front. I just wonder if – because – that guy is the next face, like you said. He's New Balance already. The English love him. Like he's so protected by Europe, and and in this age, he's he's probably the next black guy. And, and I have to be able to say that is that he's probably the next black guy. You know, Mbappe I like, but he doesn't really have that juice. He's a little little flat. Saka's got the mandem thing. Is that he's also on the in the biggest billboard in sport, the Premier League. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I like Mbappe, but if you go to Real Madrid. I don't really know how much of you I'm going to see, and Real Madrid's an anomaly and probably is more global than it is Europe. But he's the next face of England as well. Harry Kane, him, next face of England, is that I don't know if that Newcastle... Because what do you do if you're the agent and 300,000 comes now? That, Amanda Stavely comes and says, hey, I've obviously just defeated James Bond, whatever, we'll deal with that later. Here's 300,000 now. This is what Haaland's dealing with. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine the pressure on him? Because wherever he goes, he's got to perform because the world is looking at him. But I wonder if their personalities are the just... same. I, I hear you. Haaland is going to deal. I don't know if Haaland feels the pressure, though, because it, he's he's already shown he's not that guy. I'll leave after two years. I mean, Salzburg is one year. Mm. Dortmund has been two years. He's talking about <laughs> Yeah, Chesley. but that, that, that's also his agents. Yeah. Um, you know, the Newcastle thing, it sounds ridiculous now. But if you have to take the time frame of the Man City takeover, when they first got taken over to the time Aguero joined them, yeah. you're probably looking at a five-year period, yeah. right? Mark, just Mark Hughes' reign, yeah, right. that first Messi. Yeah. So, so you're looking at that sort of time frame. It's like where would, from five years where City were, to signing Aguero, the premier the South American striker of that time. Yeah. So it sounds crazy now. But that's how quickly these things can turn. That in five years' time, a signing like Saka to Newcastle just seems like that's just the natural step. Yeah. It just seems like the right place to be. But I just hope Arsenal stop making the same mistake. That I, do, I don't understand. No, that's their business model. That, <laughs> it, but it is. That's their business model. Develop a player yeah. to that point and move him on and get the next one in. And you've got to keep Arteta now. Like, like stop with the we're looking for an Emre we're looking for, for for that situation, right? It's it's silly. This guy clearly has something. He's where you are, actually. Yeah. To your point, is Mikel Arteta is where you are. He's trying to remold himself. He's trying to step out of Pep's shadow, you know, Pep Pep's uh, cone guy. He's trying to move out of that, and he's clearly got something about him. Think of Arteta, captain at Everton, you, you know, captain at uh, Espanyol before that, 
um, captain at Arsenal. Mm. So he's clearly the guy. Because, by the way, football clubs don't just choose anybody. Yep. He clearly gets it and clearly smart. Like uh, Arteta's smart. Pep Guardiola doesn't hang around with with bums. And and the football Arsenal play at times. There are times they play ball that you're like, God, what are they doing here? Mm. They just look slick and progressive and just so dynamic. They can't keep it up because they're young. Yeah. Right? And they've got some idiots. The senior players are morons. Yeah. But I, I, I think Arteta does. He's got it. He does have something. And I want to ask you on that note, because this should scare Man United, and I'm, I'm not trying to be uh, that guy. What, is Instagram closing down? <laughs> <laughs> that struck fear into Manchester United. No Instagram, what are we going to do? We've got a social, we've got a content machine to run. We're the biggest brand in the world, I'll tell you. Man oh, United don't fans. worry about the football team, they play sometimes. We need content. God, where are we going to put it? Arsenal have their guy now. And that's that's the fourth team, right? Chelsea, Liverpool, and City. Let's face it, two next two three years, you can't catch that footballing wise because mm. they've pulled the talent as well. That's a big problem for Man United now. Is how do you recycle with talent? Forget about the admin side. You can't get Chilwell anymore. <laughs> He's already at Chelsea on the right money. And what? Who's the who's the next Man United manager? Like we've been talking about all this Ragnar Ralph and whatever is. Let's just say the Ragnar Ralf thing is just the consultancy and let's believe what the papers say. Who's supposed to be the guy at the end of the year? Pochettino. And it's also what Ragnar says. He says, I'm not going to, because for the first time he said, I'm not going to be here in six months time. Not, sure. I could be here. Maybe it's me. He said, I'm not going to be here. Maybe it turns around, but let's see. Um, the stories are that most of the PSG dressing room knows that Dan signed, delivered for next season at PSG. I saw it coming. Which leaves Pochettino and do it. Just do it. It should have been done a while ago, Pochettino to United. Should have been done. Right? Sure. It makes sense. Was Pochettino going to be the guy to go do the clearing up? Six months clearing up, six months assessing. Like I say, I've got to believe it's a plan that Reg, <laughs> you call him Ragnarok, something. <laughs> that, that Ragnik is going in. He's going, I'm doing the cleaning up. I'm doing the assessing. Pochettino arrives day one at Manchester United's job. Go. I've already got rid of these guys. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about them. Yeah. Here's the guys you should get in. Yeah. We've already spoken to some of them. And here's the guys ready to play ball. Let's go. Right? Instead of six, eight months of Pochettino doing that, waste another season. That's why I've got to believe there's a plan. The Pochettino situation's getting interesting. You know, I've always said I'll forgive your first divorce. Right? Stuff happens. Second divorce, ah, she had kids, you don't still, you know, you still got hang-ups from the last. Um, the United thing doesn't work out for him. Uh, maybe the billboard was a little better than the product, you know what I mean? We haven't got that far yet, and you yourself have got to sort of give a PSG wildcard. <laughs> oh, you've got to allow for a Neymar, yeah, you, a Neymar you, joker. You know, you've got to, because, I mean, Tuchel also, I mean... No one's been able to. No one's been able to. Maybe Zidane, Zidane seems to be a Galactico whisperer and he'll have the respect because I don't think any PSG player has respected any manager except Ancelotti. I just don't think they respect their coaches. Oh, yeah, they even got rid of Ancelotti. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you have to know the clout at PSG is big. That, that's what I'm saying. I it's don't think, too big for anyone to I don't handle. think they respect coaches, whereas Zidane they will. And also remember, there will be a bit of a, a breakup in that sort of power triumvirate in that Mbappe won't be there maybe Messi won't be there but suddenly you're dealing with two divas not three 
Yeah, three is the strongest shape. And, and I think that becomes difficult. And I think that's what's done for Pochettino. You can deal with two. One, please. Deal with two. Three, you're done. So I think you got to give any coach a PSG pass. Get out of jail free card. All right, Poch, you're on the clock now because the Tottenham thing didn't work out. You haven't won a PSG and Man United. He's not going to be short of resources. I guess, you know what? We have to be honest in life. You can't work at a company where the fax machine doesn't work in 1986. The phone line doesn't work. The roof's leaking. I don't care how talented you are. Japan still use fax machines, eh? And they, they came up with Toyota and Panasonic. So maybe yeah. they're onto something. Because they still, Japanese still do handwritten contracts. They still believe in that. So they still believe in handwritten contracts and they'll write out the contract and fax it through to you. Really? Mm. So, so why aren't we doing that? So we found the problem then. Because we're not as awesome as Japan. Japan are awesome. Takeshi's castle. Or oh, everything. Oh, that's true. Their cars are great. Everything. Swords. Uh, their swords have lost. Can we talk about their drip though? J- Japan is the future. Japan is, it is a future city that has just been, they've figured out how to move the future to current day. It's like samurai waterfall. I just, exactly like that. Such a dream man to go to Tokyo. Would you, would you be, I could see you becoming a samurai, like Tom Cruise in that terrible movie. No, Ryan would be uh, there buying like Air Jordans from vending machines and panties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, Ryan, good stuff. <laughs> Incredible scenes. Paolo, wow. you are. You're a piece of work. Man. You're unleashed today. He really is. Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> Ryan, we're going to have to get a, a photo for the socials. I mean, he, uh, Paolo living La Vida Loca. Paolo, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, I'm going to start reading Shoe Dog this weekend. Shoe Dog. Great book. Um, guy who started a little company called Nike. Oh, yeah. I've heard, heard, heard of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's doing all right. Runs Oregon. Oh, but wait. Are you going to be doing it Kindle or are you a booker? This guy, Kindle. Only Kindle I know is Kindle Jenner. Yeah. Guy doesn't. You know, know what I, mean? the I was so somewhere. I was so happy. I found it at like one of these like, you know, you get these uh, like third hand book street library yes. type things. Yeah. And I just walked past. I was like, I'm having that, my man. Full night shoe dog. What a guy. Full night. And yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to getting stuck into that. I'll wear some Nikes while I do it. <laughs> Nikes on my feet Only. makes my cipher complete. You know what I mean? Only. The words of uh, Mac Miller. Oh, I'm only wearing Nikes when I read shoe dog. <laughs> Only. <laughs> But you're not allowed shoes in your house, Paolo. What do you do? Get okay. to the door, take your shoes off, and the, go to the, the back. No shoes, no shoes in this house. No, no, I agree with that. No, no, guy. When I get into my house, yes, I take my shoes off. I clean them at the door. Yes, soles, everything, and then they go back in their box. So what? My shoes are clean. When I walk inside, they're clean. So I can walk around, but I won't. But they get cleaned at the door. Got wipes at the door. Wipe them down in their box. So Ryan, it's not that weird. To, to I've told people this it's not weird to ask people to take their shoes off the door all sophisticated countries do it yep oh well I mean we're not in India no yeah I mean they are pretty good at mathematics and are the next China maybe the next Japan no one's Japan uh, Paolo have a great weekend Ryan I'll see you Sunday we we, we TikTok Sunday. and Nigeria take on um, Egypt what are you doing on Sunday Paolo do you want to... Reading Shoe Dog. Oh, no, no. I already told this guy. Nine o'clock is way past my bedtime. I've got uh, I've got a real job. Jeez. No. This is fun. I don't have a fun job. Yeah. 
Right? That's true. It's true. He's got what they call KPIs, yes. deliverables. Yes. Yeah. Circle backs. Yes, I got circle backs. <laughs> you guys got a fun job that can do nine o'clock watch alongs on TikTok. But I'm joining for my boys cup Viet. Shout out to anyone on the podcast doesn't know. That was my team. They got through by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, Pico Ponk has got to be the lineup. <laughs> Center back Pico, substitute Ponk. I gotta see it before the tournament's out. You know, if you win and my team wins, then then we face off. Morocco, Morocco and uh, Cap Verde. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Because then, Yo. then you got to come to the watch along, Pico regardless Bonk. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. That has been Ryan. It's been Paolo. It's been the MKT show. And for now, we are the hell out of here. Thank you.